0: Game Boy friend, <laughs> um, yeah. Did you just
1: say Game Boy friend?
0: <laughs> so the first three words uh, I could think of.
2: So yeah, we're
1: GBFs.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: we're we're GBFs. We trade Pokemon all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I agreed to get Shield if Dave gets Sword, um,
2: and nice.
3: so <laughs> plebs not getting both. <laughs> You know you can get oh,
2: Look at me, pleb getting neither. <laughs> hey, fuck you bitch.
0: You can get the uh there's a package where you can get both.
1: <laughs> Fine. Oh yeah, we're rolling! Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> Howdy,
2: howdy. Hello and welcome to, I believe, the ninth episode of the Cage Fight Podcast. Ninth what? episode, And. Yeah. I,
0: is this our first time talking about Pokemon on on air? It That's can't
2: be so crazy.
1: No, I think that shit's been going on since episode one.
2: We're gonna probably, to, in some we should probably cut one. all that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Nintendo might sue us. Yeah, and
0: uh, I'm gonna say it. I don't care if this is slander. Nintendo fucking sucks. Uh, Mario ugly. Super Smash Bros. (laughs) Who are they? Uh, Can we kick Mike off the (laughs) podcast? I'm just kidding. I loved uh, my Switch is my most prized possession. Honestly, I've been playing a lot of uh, West of Loathing lately.
2: Oh, that's on the Switch. Yeah, I played that on Steam. I loved that game. It's it's great. I actually just started Kingdom of Loathing today because uh, I was thinking about trying that, but I uh, joined. It it looked like it was an MMO, and I'm not. A super MMO person, usually. Word. Oh. Word. It's fun, though.
0: Um, and uh, hopefully my boss isn't listening. I, I signed up so I could play with my friends while, I was, while I'm at work uh, instead of, like, doing work. Um, it's always the best. Actually, got that. We'll, we'll cut
2: that. Um, so how's everybody do? Oh, we have to introduce ourselves. Uh, yeah. So I am the man, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's...
0: Legally changed his name. We really buried the lead. We're sitting across from Nick Cage today. Yeah. <laughs> Special yep. guest. Can't believe we forgot to mention that. Oh, Twist. hi guys.
2: <laughs> no, I'm Nick with a K, unlike the, the Cage man. Across from me is Mike, to my right is Zach, and on the boards we got Dave. Engineer Dave, soon to be former Engineer Dave. Um.
0: Oh, before we, before we get started. <laughs> firing me. Before we get started, I just wanna give a quick shout-out uh, to my G-Force gang, um, all my fellow fans of G-Force out there.
2: You are about to join G-Force, the government's most elite team of
1: spies, on a top-secret mission in three, two, one. What is going on?
4: One.
2: G-Force, dump the formation. You bitches! You bitches! <laughs>
1: this is murder!
0: Murder! No, <laughs> oh, I'll be guilty! G-G-G-G-ון and you're doing it for nothing! <laughs> Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta feel <be> okay <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my G Force gang. That
3: was
0: amazing. Uh we're official now. Uh we have Push G-force through to the second round, and together—much to my chagrin—G-force was amazing. Together, using hashtag G-force gang, we will get G-force through to the final round, oh and God. that is my decree. I'm watching
2: <laughs> that movie one more time and never again. Personally, I mean, I, it's gonna be hard to beat. Uh, I don't it's know
3: how many other movies on here have
2: secret agent guinea pigs. Exactly. Only one other. Well, hold on. Nick Cage was kind of a secret agent in Stolen, and he was kind of like a guinea pig for the <laughs> idea of bank theft in in this thing. Like, uh, so I don't know. Oh, I think enough. the other one had it too, and you guys viciously knocked that one out of contention <laughs>
3: because it was against G Force.
0: <laughs> yeah, if if that would have been against any other movie except for G Force, Deadfall, or Zandali, um, we... I would have sent it through. <laughs> We all know. Our final the round the final is going to be
2: G-force versus Zandali. <laughs> no,
0: it's G-force versus Deadfall. <laughs> you know, when I was uh, when I was clipping that together, I was really trying. I really tried to find some uh, some clips from Zandali that I could throw in there, <laughs> I'm but glad uh, you couldn't. but nothing r- really <laughs> stood out. Uh, so um, I will have to uh, I'll have to try that next time.
2: Please don't. <laughs> well, well, good work there. <laughs> um, Joe
3: Bridges!
2: is that up on YouTube or anything? Or? uh no, no. But I can send it to you. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think we might slap that up there for you put know all the people the that want to make me sad. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna link.
0: put the link in the description and uh, once again, hashtag G Force Gang for uh, my fellow G Force uh, aficionados like Zach. Here, he's the only other one here that I can I can look to. For we all know, yeah, Nick. fuck that
1: movie.
2: Yeah, that movie we sucks. all
0: know, Nick is secretly a G Forcer. Yeah, he's uh he's reluctant to admit it uh in a public forum. But it's more so I, we have contention on
3: the podcast. He in private, he actually loves the movie.
0: Yeah, I I last week when we uh came I, in to I record take the issue podcast. With all of this he <laughs> came in to record the podcast. I showed up a few minutes early, and he was kind of watching the end of G Force, and he was sobbing. And I'm talking
2: just just that face was only swollen. because uh I am like Synesthetic and I heard all the farts And I could kind of (laughs) smell them And it was making my eyes water
3: Well Uh, that doesn't explain why your Snapchat story is full of just G-Force
0: Yeah it's a lot of like you driving your car But you can tell G-Force is playing (laughs) over your stereo And you're like talking along to it
2: That's because I love being tortured
0: Okay (laughs) I'm into masochism And (laughs) what better way to torture yourself than watch The movie that you're afraid to admit Is your favorite movie (laughs) I get it. I get it. All right, G-force is great. We all know. Six. Uh,
1: this is a weird point for me to be getting hard, but
0: <laughs> it's a little early. But if you can uh, maintain, uh,
1: I'd say it will sustain, my friend. It will sustain.
0: If you can, if you can hold it for maintain the whole podcast,
2: sustain. We'll you have might like, have to
0: see a doctor, <laughs> or we'll have Wait, like was that quite a, a blast. M M&M?
2: M? Yes, that was Eminem. Came on the podcast briefly. We maintain got Eminem, M&M, M&M
0: Eminem, and Nick Cage here today. Um, <laughs>
2: Getting brain from your bitch, she lame.
0: <laughs> we decided uh, what could make this podcast better, but two more white guys. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, so what we've got going on. Yeah. We a are a very diverse scream.
1: group on, uh, on over The
2: Oh, it's Eminem. <laughs> it's Eminem. He's only Eminem. talking through rap. this while like a panicking. He's <laughs> looking stay on the mannequins And I'm
0: going to Fannequins trying to get up A against All of the plannequins Santa can fan-pan-pannequins
1: All of the mannequins Santa canana In a cabana You're in a ka- I'm in a cabana And a, ch- a chant I'm
2: in a cabana Chanting
0: all the stan a banner Well you don't it's got the stamina You lack of the stamina You lack of the stamina While you're divorcing Here And I'm in
2: a porn I understand But we wanted to get like a, a, An interview parents, going Not just you rapping You like, using way too many napkins Mr. Mathers? And but you use a and it's, look, papkins. it's a great verse, but like, Flippin please, I need like to. Uh... <laughs>
0: he's foaming at the mouth.
2: Damn, this
3: has nothing Flippin to do with chapkins. either
2: movie. of <laughs> p-
0: Is this because of all my tweets uh, where I say that you're trash, sir? Because <laughs> uh, I apologize.
2: Oh, yeah, he's mad at Mike. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: Well. Um, I'm definitely gonna release a better <laughs> uh diss track than MGK ever would. So uh That's not really saying a whole lot. That's though. not saying really anything, but I did make that G Force drop, and that was fire. Let's admit it. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Uh yeah and well, I mean I'm not gonna diss the song that you made, but I am gonna diss its message. I gotta <laughs> feel it.
0: <laughs> um, and I just want you to know how much pain it put me through to have to make that because I think. Yeah, I've got I got c- a feeling I can, I can
2: feel the pain in my ears. <laughs> I think
0: I've got a feeling is the most horrid song ever written and I had to listen to that opening guitar riff like 30 times just to get it. Right. I I fucking hate that song so much. <laughs> you no,
3: know you guys talk shit about the Black Eyed Peas all the time, but we
0: all know everyone loved them. <laughs> hey, Please I'm not take say- that back, I'm a monkey take business guy though, or whatever it was called. I got a feeling I'm I'm out. I got a feeling that uh I'm never gonna give them another dime.
2: Yeah, I mean, I well, I don't know if I would take it over. Let's get it started. How could you forget Apple D. app? Yeah, whom the Phil uh, I, I barely remember because that name is fucking <laughs> awesome.
1: It like, is. Hey, just a note. Um, I know we're not talking about anything important, but uh, I First accidentally all, just you. dropped my phone on the space bar, so um, I, I, well, I had a brief pause during that dialogue, so it's probably not still gonna be there. But I can play the theme song again. We're rolling again, just so you know. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> so again, uh, looking for a new engineer.
0: <laughs> We're looking for a new engineer to
1: blast well, What was that some... I was yo-yoing? <laughs>
0: We're looking to blast some Black Eyed Pea Jams. Uh, you and... have
3: to like G-Force. You have to like Black Eyed Peas.
0: I feel like like Nick Cage. Who doesn't like G-Force? It's only one of those three is required. There's there's a whole game of us.
1: (laughs) People are going to start tuning out of this real quick, man. You (laughs) can't can't fuck with them like that. Um, All right.
0: Let's go on here. I'm not in charge of editing. Uh, I actively fuck with the editors while they're editing.
2: Um, See, my favorite podcasts are the ones where they have a subject, but they don't ever address <laughs> that subject, and they just kind of do whatever they want. So what do and... you
0: think of Sunny? <laughs> uh, you know what I want to say about Sunny? Hashtag G-Force Gang approves.
2: <laughs> Sunny is more like a cloudy day over my life. And, um,
3: that whole movie felt like it was trying to be like deep or something.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Was it? But it was trying quite not hard. Did you find it deep? No. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm trying to remember what it's about so I can defend my position that it's deep. Uh, um, James
3: Franco is a manslut. Jan- oh yeah, James and at Franco. at the end of the movie,
0: he's a manslut. Oh, right. This is the prequel to the Deuce Bigelow series. I'm uh,
3: pretty sure this is before Spider-Man.
0: It actually, I, th- I looked it up. This is like... This is 2002. This is like four months after Spider-Man. Like five, six months after Spider-Man. So, oh, really? He's, uh he's been on top of the world. And then Nicolas Cage, with his fucking Widow's Peak, comes in and says, uh, let me drag it down to
2: the bottom, my friend. <laughs> and he does it. Let me give you a shit roll to go along with that kind of good one. <laughs> so that way you can start making movies with Seth Rogen. <laughs> and, but yeah, so uh, Sonny came out in 2002. It's rated R. And uh, it's directed by Nicolas Cage. Holy shit! In his directorial debut, I believe this yeah, is the first movie he ever um, directed, and it mm, makes a good case for why he shouldn't anymore. But, but what <laughs> other movies has
0: he worked on? I like to usually look into the directors and see uh, has Nicholas gage done anything besides?
2: I don't think he's better than anything. Hmm.
3: I think this is his only thing
2: related to movies. This is uh... he's mostly a music producer. Yeah, yeah, he
0: definitely uh, produced um, the original version of Let's Get It Started. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get it started, you bitches! <laughs> the, the, the story, the narrative that was, uh, you know, put out there is that they called the song Let's Get Retarded.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: they had to change it so the NBA could use it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they called it Let's Get It Started, and Nicolas Cage said, wait. You know, it's way funnier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that's what else he's done Uh, Well because then it, he
3: just kept going like You think I'm a fucking retard man <laughs> You think I'm a
0: fucking retard
2: <laughs> And uh, that's How we got there <laughs> um, Yeah So uh, production companies Gold Circle films And Cage's own Saturn films Runtime of 110 Painfully long minutes uh, I'm sorry if my Feelings Wait, in this movie already Wait that was only 110 through. minutes Yes. Went by it real fast. <laughs> Budget of four million dollars, a box office gross of hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. <laughs> so wait, was this was this a wide release, do you know?
0: Or was it like uh I couldn't really tell. Because I've I've never heard of this movie before.
2: I hadn't heard of it either, but it was it's pitched as a indie movie. Ah um, okay. So I assume it didn't get a super wide release. Yeah, and when
0: we say indie movie, uh, we mean uh, Indiana Jones cinematic universe.
2: Yeah, this was a crime drama. I mean, there's crime and it's a drama.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, technically, prostitution is a crime. So, I mean, I guess.
2: <laughs> um, so reviews: twenty three percent on the tomato meter from Rotten Tomatoes, forty two percent audience rating. And uh, as a man of the people, I have to say. 42% of people were wrong. Yeah, I had to point out when the people <laughs> have gone
1: astray. And, um, yeah, that's been kind of a consistent theme, hasn't it? That the, the audience rating is usually, for some reason, better on the bad movies.
2: Yeah, the audience rating is generally higher than the critics rating. Except, honestly, it's... If the... If it's really well rated critically, the audience rating will be lower. And if it's really highly rated or lowly rated critically, the audience rating will be higher. It's, it's, well, I know people the people like, really hated that fucking hamster movie. And like, everyone you loved guys that voted movie. For I it. So, about, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I feel
3: like um, every was... kid to this day is talking about G-Force. <laughs> yeah. I went to,
0: I went to Walmart last week and they still got the action figures out and they can barely keep them in stock. So, and this movie's like ten years old. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, um, and uh, uh, I'm gonna go on a fucking public destruction of <laughs> G-force campaign if
0: I can. I feel like uh, maybe next week, instead of doing two movies, we should review the G-force 3DS game. Oh, that while rewatching G-force, while watching G-force, <laughs> <while watching Geforce. laughs>
1: um, we'll do a commentary. Yeah, so I dropped my phone again. I didn't want to tell him.
2: Tommy was so director of the room is a fan of this movie. <laughs> and that apparently, sounds about right. Apparently, he said that Franco's performance in it gave him confidence in Franco's ability to portray him respectfully in the movie The Disaster Artist, so he okayed that.
0: Yeah. So, big, big woof. Um, <laughs> it's, like, I, when I was watching this movie, um, I, I made the observation that I felt like this is probably what Tommy Wiseau thought the room was going to be and then when i read that afterwards i was like okay well this makes complete sense uh cuz there's a lot of uh weird sex stuff and relationships in this movie yeah and it just definitely it seems like what he was going for
2: yeah this movie's kind of a um a mess yeah, a total mess, <laughs> and it reminded me a lot of the room and its messiness. But
0: yeah, it was a uh, it was kind of a mess in that I uh, had to clean myself up after watching it. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
2: wank, wank. See, I don't I don't, I don't relate because I found all of the sex in this to be profoundly unsexy. I <laughs> have you got never seen see
3: James Franco butt. I, I did. That was actually one of the
0: better parts. <laughs> it <of> was.
3: Uh, <laughs> or how about naked lady getting cough syrup thrown at her? That, that was
0: maybe my favorite scene. Of the movie. That was, it was definitely the best scene of the movie. Insane.
3: Actually, uh, my second favorite.
2: That's yeah, I, w- I would put that at a solid two. Uh, after, after our cage, who also stars in this film, well, not stars is in this film in a cameo. Oh, that's not my favorite. Um, my
3: favorite scene in this movie is the restaurant scene where the uh, waiters like, Hey,
0: you got to put shoes on. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Um,
0: yeah I've, I've never been more flaccid in my life uh, than for the one hundred and ten minutes that I was watching the presumably uh meant to be sexy sunny yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah uh, honestly, a lot of this movie kind of remind me of watching like the build up of a story before like a porno and, <laughs> and and then at the end of it, like the sex isn't even like good enough to it's like watching a bunch of bad pornos but not wanting to masturbate. <laughs>
0: it's it's like, like clipping out all the worst parts of a bunch of pornos and putting them together and uh, like seeing how long it takes you to get hard from it. Uh, <laughs> but not even those is... like
3: good porno openings, like Levin stealing whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not not like the classics. <laughs> I'm talking bad stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, you got some trivia there?
0: Um, <laughs> there's, there is not a ton, uh, that I found about this movie. Um, although I did find this interesting, um James Franco, apparently in preparation for the role, visited male strip clubs in New Orleans and followed a male prostitute around, including in a hotel while the prostitute did his job.
4: let's so uh, say to
2: great. james
0: Franco
4: I I, I I don't know
2: if so, like,
3: is this just James Franco admitting that he paid a male prostitute? I it, wrote it off as like a business expense. Yeah, See, here's what makes this
0: even more suspicious. This He didn't say anything about this until 2010 in a New York Magazine interview. So he kept it under wraps for quite a while. Who
3: interviewed him about this movie? That's a good question. <laughs> maybe one
0: of the questions was like... What do you what, regret the what, most? What role is uh, probably the most confusing uh, <laughs> of yours? And uh, then he told a story about a time that he... Watched a male <laughs> prostitute suck somebody off uh, <laughs> so to prepare for a role. Okay, to prepare for a role.
2: Um, and wait, 2010. That would have been around the time of 127 hours, right? I think. When did that come out?
0: Um, when did Spider-Man three come out? I don't know. I, I
2: think that was like 2007 or eight. 2007 or eight. Yeah,
0: 127 hours was probably around there, like 2010, 2012. When did that guy lose his arm? What year was that?
2: When did it really happen? Um,
3: is this still at the time where James Franco is trying to get with like twelve year olds? Um, wait, what? I, or was... I think it was a fourteen year old that he was. Is James to sleep Franco with.
0: friends with Bryan Singer? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, so, um, one thing we should address is that James Franco is canceled. I can't. I feel like he's also like, uh, like physically abusive or something. He's a piece of shit or whatever.
2: I guess I'm not I, I, mean, I' don't pay attention enough. Have to you seen what James Franco looks like <laughs>
0: yeah, um there was a lot of uh a lot of emoting in this movie uh where i i i guess i had I had never really taken the time to uh admire his facial expressions in movies, but he always looks quite
2: confused, yeah. Well, I always kind of thought that, like, that's why I thought he was perfect for, like, Pineapple Express and stuff, because he looks like yeah. a guy who's already stoned out of his mind, kind of. Right. But, um... He has a very I,
0: punchable I, face. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't realize that James Franco had been canceled. I guess I missed that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so we
0: don't have to do a James Franco podcast, because... Uh, in, <laughs> in case anybody forgot, the ultimate goal of this podcast is to find evidence to cancel Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. um, and Wait, so, what? Oh yeah, I we haven't oh. talked about that in a in a minute, but
2: Oh yeah, that might have just been in like the first or second episode. Yeah, ultimately oh, that was the first episode. That I thought
0: was... the goal is to get Nicolas Cage in more movies. <laughs> well, I I support Nicolas Cage despite the fact that I'm trying to cancel him. Mm-hmm. Um I just uh Is this a
1: is this like a philosophical like uh fault line in the podcast? Is this drama?
2: Oh, it might be a rift between our our styles and our intentions. <laughs> well,
3: or is I mean... this more like as if we are putting him on trial, and these are the oh, yeah. pieces of evidence, and at the end we're deciding whether he or not he should be in war or not.
2: I suppose. Yeah, uh, we're kind of trawling for evidence. I, I'm not going to lie here, I'm a biased uh, pr- prosecutor here, because... Uh... Like, like I said, I think in the first episode, people have been calling me Nick Cage my whole life, and uh, I'm I'm not down with that. <laughs> Although I'm getting more down with it now after I've seen Deadfall, I could do that maybe, but I'm not that frumpy and weird. And so,
0: well, but, let's slow down.
2: I, I I mean, a, you don't know what's say weird? weird. Is this episode? This is a weird episode. Uh, this,
0: is, this is this uh... is. We've only been rolling for 22 minutes. <laughs>
1: oh, <come laughs> this
0: is what we've been working towards the whole time. Okay, we. We're uh we got the G Force gang, we got the cancel Nicholas Cage squad.
3: <laughs> well, I think this just shows how much we don't care
2: about Sonny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, let's, let's hop on into uh, the plot summary of of the plot. What Sunny. if we try um, just
3: like um, doing a quick
0: synopsis <laughs> to get by Sunny? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll I'll go through it pretty quick. There are some things I do want to talk about, though.
0: Yeah, there's some some <laughs> Definitely uh, interesting scenes in this movie that need to be discussed and unpacked. So it's uh,
2: it's New Orleans, (laughs) again. (laughs) Again. According to my count, this is the fifth time. (laughs) Least surprising twist ever. (laughs) New Orleans, 1981. James Franco is coming back from the army. He's walking down a street filled with strip clubs in a military uniform as soft piano music plays, and he stops at his mom's house. And his mom is apparently... Like, runs a brothel, kind of, but she's only got one employee, and her name's Carol, and she wants James Franco, who's named Sonny, to work with her, because Franco, before he left, was a male prostitute. So we got, we got, we got... And a damn
0: good one, mm -hmm. judging by how fucking hard his mother (laughs) begs him to go out and ban (laughs) middle-aged
2: women. Yeah, seriously. Like, she is 100% her life goal is to make sure her son keeps fucking people for money <laughs> which is uh it was
0: it was a little bit much to take in uh at first because it it just seems like a strange relationship but i guess if it's like a family business type of deal it's uh, <laughs> got to keep
3: it in the family yeah, right so it, um this is you said the fifth time we've been in new orleans with that age yeah I am sick of the New Orleans accent.
2: Yeah, I am too. These, Sorry, they New Orleans. They bad in this, movie. but
3: it's terrible.
2: Like Franco's ugh. Franco's accent in this was pretty bad. Um, his mom's His accent. mom is his, atrocious. Oh Holy
3: shit! That mo- like. Half the time I couldn't make out what she was
2: saying. Yeah. And it wasn't even believable. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I
0: mean, uh... we've watched so many uh, new Orleans movies at this point that I don't know if I can tell anymore what a good <laughs> or a bad new Orleans accent is. But as soon as she started talking, I was like, dear God.
2: Yeah, please. This has made it clear. I never want
3: to go to Louisiana.
2: <laughs> So yeah, uh, we, we find out, Franco tells his mom, I don't, I don't want to be a prostitute anymore. I met this guy in the army and his dad runs a bookstore and he says I can move there to Texas with him and get a job. And his mom's like, oh yeah, well, fuck you, you piece of shit. And then he, he storms off to his room. So much happening here. So
0: first of all, uh, we right off the bat get Franco's mom calling anybody who is like not a prostitute uh squares
2: like they're yeah.
0: they're and they, you know that's true. True. true i'm not
2: a prostitute and i am a square <laughs>
0: uh should we be saying sex worker i don't know sex sex worker uh if yeah. you're not a sex worker you are a square I, are the a prostitute I think they would say be pro- a
2: type of sex worker
0: i think I they say specific.
3: prostitute in the movie so i think we can say it then. okay so
0: mm. these whores are uh, <laughs> running around <laughs> sucking all these dicks um but yeah so we get we get franco's mom uh, you know being furious that he doesn't want to go fuck people and also it's very strange to me that like his backup plan is going to work in a bookstore uh, yeah you know
3: I, is it that is that not your backup plan
2: that's uh, yeah. I've, I feel if like... everything tanks, I'm just going to Barnes and Noble and applying for cashier. <laughs>
0: it is my backup plan.
2: Don't get me wrong.
0: But if I'm writing a movie, I would maybe think of like a more exciting or interesting. Uh... What's more exciting than the world of books?
2: That's hey, you got me there. The book thing becomes relevant thematically in the movie in one scene that I'm guessing you guys probably let pass by you. But I have a lot to say about for some. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, So, in the middle of this, uh, there's soft piano music playing as James Franco sits on his bed, and then abruptly we get, like, psych, trippy rock music as we cut to a guy in a used car dealership getting a blowjob from Carol in exchange for a Pontiac Firebird. (laughs)
4: Yes.
2: (laughs) And, uh... I was very confused by this scene that lasted all of 15 seconds, but she gives him a blowjob. She gets a Pontiac Firebird and she drives away and then back to Franco and uh, shirtless in bed as Carol comes in and pays him to sleep with her, which is strange. I don't understand. Strange (laughs)
0: relationship Two prostitutes, one paying the other to (laughs) prove that he is as good of a prostitute as his mother says he is. (laughs) Yes. Well, the mom's biased. Well, yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> My son can fuck like nobody else. <laughs> he can put that dick down like you would not believe, honey. When oh, and uh, Carol, if you wanted to paint a picture, is uh, Mina Suvari from uh,
2: American Beauty. Um, oh. And th- we go from... Uh, hey, that's a- the second time in two episodes that we've had an actor from American Beauty. Right? Yeah, we've
0: had the creepy dude... And
2: the bag floaty guy.
0: Now yeah. the the lead who uh, is sucking a guy's dick for a car, <laughs> so she can give it to her coworker who she is also paying for sex.
2: Um, well, uh, I think I think she got it for the whole house to use or something. I wasn't really clear on that because she takes it back at the end of the movie when she leaves. Spoilers. So then Franco's getting a suit tailored. He asks the tailor, "Is there any? You got a job here?" And he's like no probably not i'll look around but i'm saying no i think <laughs> and then an older lady shows up and recognizes sunny and she's like oh how you doing you joined the army why aren't you, why didn't you stick around and keep fucking me <laughs> and uh, i got my
0: friend here who would love to get yeah, fucked yeah. she's she's with her friend and her friends like this is the one you told
2: me about and uh come get a drink with us and he's like no no okay fine i'll get a drink with you and then For for someone who
0: uh, apparently very adamantly does not want to be a sex worker anymore, he's very easily swayed into just, he just kind of runs back into it. All's right into it again. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he must be pretty good at fucking.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, he comes home afterwards and finds out Henry, her mom's boyfriend, uh is in jail for shoplifting for like the 50th time and uh henry is played by the who harry dean stanton yeah harry dean stanton who i just remember from alien when he gets lifted by the alien up into the rafters um the the first murder by the xenomorph and not the face hugger but anyways
0: (laughs) worth mentioning in my opinion uh i mean yeah he's and he's been in a lot of stuff too he's kind of like one of those guys that's uh like in the background of action movies, never quite the forefront. Uh, he's like the, uh, the guy who's working the boards on the submarine
2: or something.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
2: he he's the sound engineer on uh, the <laughs> submarine. <laughs>
0: he's the yeah. He actually might be the sound engineer on this podcast pretty soon. <laughs> hey, fuck you! No, Dave's paying attention suddenly. Oh, shit! <laughs> First time for everything. Got him. Yeah,
2: uh, but apparently—wait, did I miss something?
0: We've <laughs> <laughs> been calling your name for like fifteen minutes. <laughs>
2: uh, help me, Dave. Oh, sorry. Apparently, his mom is planning on har- having Carol sleep with the Bond Man to bail him out, and then. Uh- James Franco, Sonny is a little bit upset by this, but he's like, well, whatever. If that's what's happening. That's what's happening. And then Carol walks in, and his mom's like, if you fucking are planning on running off with Sonny, let me tell you right now, he doesn't give a shit about you. He only acts like that because that's how he acts for his job. And then Carol is rightly like, why the fuck are you saying this to me? I've being like this before? And she's like, y- I own you. <laughs> like, you are mine. You make money from me. And, and-
0: it has never been a- more apparent how badly she wants to fuck her son. <laughs> yeah. She's so mad that this young hoochie mama came in and swept him off his friggin' stinky feet. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, um, so anyways, then... Then we see that Carol and Sonny's mom are gone for a while, and Henry and Sonny are talking alone in the house, and Henry's like, you know, I heard you want to go to that bookstore and work there, and let me tell you, that American dream, average life, it's not as interesting as you think it'll be. And then Sonny's like, yeah, but I gotta try, and he's like, alright, good luck. I hope at least one of us can succeed. And, uh, this is where we start to get, like, the whole fatherly role thing creeping in, which, uh becomes a big thing in this movie, but doesn't really matter. Sorry, I'm going through a lot of this, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: and so uh, I spent a lot of the movie uh, wondering, I guess, why this relationship was present because it didn't. Did, it didn't really seem that pivotal until like the one moment where it became a big deal.
4: Mm. But
0: well, I. I thought that was his dad from the beginning,
3: the way, like, because, like, especially this scene where it's like, oh, he's giving advice and, like, wants him to do better or whatever. It's like, oh, like, that's his dad, I guess. He's always with his mom. And Mm -hmm. I just assumed. And then, like, halfway through the movie, they're just like, oh, wait, that's not his dad. Oh, okay, I guess. And then at the end, it's like, oh, that that was your dad.
0: though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When that uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But when all that happened, I I I. Wasn't sure if I was supposed to know or not. If yeah, like, he was. Did the they definitely... want us to be surprised? Yeah. Or was the yeah, When that came up, to I was like,
2: "Yep, totally called that." Was not surprised. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I've, uh, I was wondering if the audience was supposed to be in the know, and James Franco just wasn't. But it was all very confusing. Maybe
3: that wasn't even like in the script for like being a surprise. Maybe that actress
0: who was his mom was like, James, like that's supposed to be your dad, and <laughs> then she's <laughs> like. What? And then he freaks out. I think, I think Nicolas Cage walked onto set that day and he's like, you know what? There's not enough scenes where James Franco's flipping a table. (laughs) We need one more. We need him to just beat the shit out of some guy.
2: (laughs) Yep. But, um, anyways, after that, we have one of, uh, like 15 times where this movie cuts from very soft, quiet dialogue to incredibly loud music. (laughs) And he's driving on his way to Texas to go get that bookstore job. Sonny goes there, goes to his friend from the Army's house, and finds out that the store was repossessed by the bank and now has a new owner, and he can't get a job there anymore because the. Tough titties. Not the guy. Oh, but, fuck. So here, here's the thing that I want to talk about a okay. little bit here. Um, while they're sitting there talking. Sonny's friend, who I never got his name through the movie, and I don't yeah, care to find out. Played by Scott Kahn, <laughs> and I don't know what his name he is. He is not important. <laughs> he hands Sonny a book that's like five inches thick and says, It's The Stranger by Albert Camus. You should read it. It's good. Now, I personally have read that book, and let me tell you, it is not a five-inch thick book. That book is like a hundred pages long. <laughs> and like It's a real big
0: print. Yeah, yeah that's the, the big text edition for old people.
2: Yeah. And uh, there I was like, okay, I totally see because the whole theme of that book is about like alienation from society and from yourself, basically like feeling disconnected from the world. And I'm like, yep, you're going to beat us over the head at every point with your theme here. That isn't already, um, you know, really obvious, but um, I don't know. For some reason, just seeing that very thick book there completely broke my immersion. <laughs> like I was just like, I have read that in a day. <laughs> like, I
3: don't know. That... you're just really quick at reading.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, obviously, you haven't read the expanded edition, which is the one they used in the movie. So, fake fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, obvious theme is obvious. <laughs> just yeah, and references I mean, well-known book about alienation and says, hey. Read this. I think you would like it, main
4: character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> even even not having picked up on that reference, the the alienation theme is just so blatant in this movie. It's like it calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't need uh, any more shots of uh James Franco getting emotional. We was he he played it well, I guess. I I thought this movie had a problem of it didn't just having well
3: <laughs> had so many of like the same scenes
2: over and over again pretty much yeah it but, was
0: it just kind of like cut and paste for after you saw like the first chunk of it
2: yeah we can really all the sex scenes could have been cut out of this honestly like none of them really did anything but pad the runtime and it, it if was you just kept, like he, if you
3: kept one of them yeah it would have like shown that the whole like he's being treated as a prostitute he's being treated as An object or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: he's he's not getting paid adequately for his job and shit like that.
3: You could have shown it once and then be like, oh, okay. Mm. But no, it's like we have like four scenes of it. Mm. Yeah, and they all go
2: on for a long time and don't really. I mean, I I think some of them are supposed to be sexy, but they all just feel really awkward and clunky. I don't know which ones
0: are supposed to be sexy.
2: (laughs) Um,
3: and I I get there's like, gulf fetishes. I guess that some people could be into, but like most of these sex scenes are with like older ladies that yeah. are past their prime. The Let me only tell you something, I'm all for this. it.
4: Yeah,
2: I think the only people getting anything out of this were people who were attracted to James Franco pre-cancellation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they had seen Spider-Man, and they were like... Like, some mom took their kid to see Spider-Man, and she was like, hey, I really want to fuck Green Goblin's kid. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's this movie coming out <laughs> where he wants to fuck me
2: <laughs> for $300. <laughs> I'm going to give him two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then uh, Sonny's friend after, you know, telling him, Hey, read the stranger, uh, then asks him to go out on a double date with him and these two sisters that he knows. And Franco says, I've never been on a real date before. And then he's like, what are you, gay? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not gay. It's just I haven't been on a real date because I get paid for this. He doesn't tell him that. But they go out on the date. His date says, you're a strange man. I want to fuck you. <laughs> so they go upstairs and sleep together uh, while his double date is also sleeping with, you yeah. know.
0: In the uh, next room, also banging. Mm. Also and, with a kid in the house. <laughs> oh, was, was there?
2: there a kid in the house in this one?
3: Yeah, because like when they get home, like or to her house or whatever, she's like, "Don't put the music on too high. My like kids asleep." Isn't oh, I missed know? that. And that's when they're like, "Oh, you have a kid?" And she's like, "Yeah." Is that a deal breaker? And he's like, huh? And then they just continue on.
0: Yeah, and in case uh, you didn't believe James Franco's mom that he's really good at fucking, the first conversation they have. Is uh, that wow? You're really fucking. good at fucking. Yeah. Like she he's even like, says, you
2: "Do this for a
0: living." And he's like, hey. "Yeah." He's and like, so he I, thinks revelation time.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's like, "Ha yeah, I I do." And she's like, "No, you're not. Only ladies are prostitutes." And he's like, "Oh, but but I was." And she's like, "Oh shit, I can't deal with this. I gotta go drink some Cody.
4: <laughs> that seems this so was so out of strange. Yeah.
3: Uh, and why... Okay,
0: why is he so against it? He fucking <laughs> flies off the... I was not expecting any of this to naked happen. Naked fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, just naked fight. He, he sees her drinking codeine, he smashes the cough, uh, cough syrup bottle uh, on the wall, just starts tearing apart her bathroom looking for more bottles, <laughs> then goes While into the While screaming that she's a
0: fucking junkie.
2: Yeah. Screaming I'm better <laughs> than you! I'm better than you! <laughs> yeah, yeah, then... It, uh, he finds more bottles in her closet, which he also tore apart, smashes those. All while naked. Yeah. The other two naked tenants of the house run in, and they're like, what are you doing? And they push him back, and he just starts screaming, I'm better than all of you. I'm better than you. And
0: we get the the great line from Scott Con, whatever the fuck his character's name is, where he's like, come on, I, do, I drink beer sometimes. She likes a little cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Um... But,
3: like, like, is it ever mentioned why he's so against drinking cough syrup? I, so I
2: think... I couldn't figure it out. He was real sad about Pimp C. (laughs) 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 never, hadn't happened yet at this point. Yeah, he was,
0: uh, he he was wearing a rest in peace, uh, ASAP yams shirt. (laughs) Um, but what I got from it is that, so this is where we're starting to get the feeling that he, like, feels judged for what he does or what he used to do. And he's insecure about it. And so, like, he yeah. feels that other people think that he's unclean. And so he's like, hey, you think I'm unclean? Well, you're fucking drinking cough syrup. But I'm going to smash it on the wall.
3: Well, that's yeah. why I, at first when that scene started, I thought she went to go grab, like, Listerine or something like that to show, to do right. that whole, like, oh, he's a filthy human. Yeah. Because but no, it's, it's just like, oh, she's getting high. Yeah. Like, okay. That
2: <laughs> lean. <laughs> Yeah uh, It was Very a weird scene. scene Very large naked argument Um, uh, In the middle of the argument a, a panning shot of a lady's butt It just sits on her butt <laughs> as she walks out of the room So you know Because yeah, and- it's so sexy this movie <laughs> It, it, that's really what you want to see are butts after you just had like domestic abuse and then shattered cough syrup abuse glass and glass like, Hey I'm ground. turned on, so let's
0: keep it going, you know? Yeah. Um James Frankel, please yell at me some more. Yeah, I'm 14. Yell at me.
2: Uh bring
0: your friend Brian.
2: <laughs> so um after that, Sonny goes back home to New Orleans and when he gets home, his mom greets him crying, saying, like, you're all I've got. And then we cut from that immediately, right into him fucking that old lady from before, like, real rough. And it's, yeah, you know, oh, look, there's a connection between his mom and these old ladies. He's fucking all the time. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, she, uh, his mom is uh, way too deep in the know. And uh, maybe his mom's banging these ladies, too. I don't know. (laughs)
2: Well, I think it's trying to imply some connection between, like, his mother forcing him into this lifestyle and the people he's sleeping with, are all kind of like his mother in age and appearance, and yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Horny, uh, middle-aged married women. (laughs) Oedipus, the film. But, um, so, afterwards, she doesn't pay him enough money because she doesn't have it, and then she's like, I'll refer you to all my friends, though, and he's like, okay, and you see him disappointed and annoyed, and, uh, he gets more work. Um I mean, I'm not in the prostitution game,
3: but don't you ask for money up front. Yeah, you'd think so.
2: Like, yeah, I can't exactly take back my service afterwards, yeah. so like I should get paid first. <laughs> yeah. I, I would. Maybe maybe this is a revelation prost- and <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sex workers need to hear this. But I hope
0: sex workers listen to this besides uh Zach who just lied about not being <laughs> Uh, Involved in prostitution For
3: legal reasons I am not in the prostitution (laughs) game
2: (laughs) So yeah uh, Sonny's getting more work Uh, As he's leaving Henry stops him And he's like I know you're doing the sex game thing again And stop man You gotta stop You gotta go It's a young man's game (laughs) It's a young man's game And then he's like Yeah whatever I'm gonna go fuck this lady Dressed like a cop And and he does That was a weird scene (laughs) That was a very interesting scene
0: Role playing uh, And then Ends up banging this lady who, again, underpays him, and,
2: uh... He trashes her house in response.
0: <laughs> we get our next freak out because he's <laughs> like, you know what, I know my worth, which is respectable, mm-hmm. uh, and then he fucking freaks the hell out, smashes all her shit until he gets uh, the extra hundred dollars that he was deprived
2: yeah. of. Yep, just smashes her... TV and like pulls the drapes off. But I gotta say about that scene, he was like, "Uh, she she gives him 200 and he's like, this is 200. Where, it's 300. And she's like, I know. And I'm giving you 200. Yeah, what like, a bitch. I thought yeah. he was supposed to be good at this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but also, all these women seem to be like fairly well off. And it's kind of strange to me that they're like be skimping out on, yeah, yeah. on a uh, $100 for this presumably great dickon they just got. <laughs> yeah. And
3: not to be, like, sexist or anything. Well, I can, here we
0: go. <laughs> I
3: can see this making more sense if, like, the roles were reversed, where, like, he was a woman and it's these men who think they can overpower her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, these are old women who are like, oh, this young man who is doing something illegal, yeah. I'm gonna try to be a cheapskate and not pay him. Like, <laughs> What did they think was going to happen? He would just be like, okay. Yeah, he'd just
0: sorry, sit ma'am. there and be like... <laughs> I'll do better next time, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: so sorry. Hey, yeah, after he just did dominatrix stuff yeah. to her, <laughs> like handcuffed her to the bed and stuff. And that he scene, had to go buy make... a fucking cop uniform. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and just tip him, at least. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. So, uh, that, that happens. Then he goes outside and thrashes in his car angrily. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he goes to pick up Carol, and uh, we hear the story about his dad. Um, it's apparently the only story he'd ever heard about his dad, which is his dad shooting a shotgun at a pimp who was trying to take his mom away and go back to Texas. So.
3: Oh, you know, those such touching stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you they even show the hole in the wall that the shotgun left, and you get really emotional about it.
3: Because they didn't fix the wall?
2: Yeah, <laughs> in 20 years. <laughs> but, uh... So, and then afterwards, like, Carol says, I don't care what we do, Sonny, as long as I'm with you. And I'm like, okay, apparently they're in love after their yeah. one scene together. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, where all she of a paid him it. for sex. Yeah. Like, I didn't fucking get it. I don't, uh. Uh,
0: Yeah, so they're in love, Uh, and she wants him to put a baby in her. Oh, yeah. They, because, you know.
1: I'm driving here, too. I've really got to put my phone down.
2: Oh, uh, from there, we cut to... The restaurant scene oh, i think yeah. my where, favorite oh, scene where yeah where jewel is yelling at henry like you better go steal something so you can afford to take me out to a fancy restaurant on my birthday and he's like all right i'll go steal something i'll be right back and then <laughs> bam they're in a restaurant and uh they're like uh jewel says should we tell sonny and he's like no don't tell him or i'll leave and you'll never see me again and we're like That was the moment I was like, okay, obviously he's the father. Like, fucking obviously. (laughs) Like, you don't have to try and reveal this later. (laughs) Like, uh, what other secret are you guys keeping from him? Like, uh, um, that he's not good at fucking. (laughs) Yeah, he's terrible. Everyone's just doing it to boost his self-esteem. That's why they keep underpaying him. (laughs) And the waiter tries to kick Mm -hmm. him out because.
3: hmm? Uh, Do they ever show her shoes off?
2: She's, like, got her shoe half on, not fully on. Oh, that's that's, it. (laughs) And the waiter's, like, trying to kick her out, and he's like, you're not wearing shoes, this is a violation of the health code. So Henry's like, hold on a second. And then takes him to the back and just holds a fucking razor to his neck and says, if you try to fucking kick us out, I'll fucking kill you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, that waiter's also a huge dick.
2: Yeah, that waiter's a dick.
4: Because, like, she's,
3: like, uh... Like... I didn't even see like her shoes off at all, mm-hmm. and like they're probably under a table, or whatever. And yeah, and the tablecloth goes shoes. all the way
0: down to the ground. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so but, like you should wear your shoes at a restaurant. Yeah, but when he's like, "Hey, can you just put your shoes on?" That's all he needed to do. But mm-hmm. no, it's like get the fuck out of here, you piece of the filth. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. With and your she's opinions. like, "But we're paying." <laughs> yeah,
0: and not only uh, does uh, Henry here say, uh, "If you make us leave, I'm gonna kill you," but he's like you apologize to my wife oh, yeah. and he totally cucks this guy into going and back into the busy restaurant and being like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and but, yeah. It, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I, some good mob shit going on here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> then, um, but none of it's relevant. <laughs> no. None of it's really relevant at all. We cut to Sonny and Carol going to a client's party. And uh, they stay afterwards, and Sonny has sex with the wife, while Carol has sex with the husband. It's beautiful. Is I, I just might be out of the know, because I'm not a rich, married couple.
3: Is that what they do? Invite the prostitutes to the party, and then fuck them afterwards?
2: Yeah, I. they said, like, she said to him, like, the party was... It was necessary but inconvenient. (laughs) She was so like she had to throw a party in order to have (laughs) prostitutes over, which I didn't understand. (laughs) I I mean, that's
0: how I like to do it. But you do because I I like to throw a party, invite your friends, and then all your friends are like, "Who are those two people that nobody knows?" And you guys are hanging around a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, "Uh, "Yeah, you can leave now, so I can fuck them," or something. (laughs) And also, uh, not only are they uh, like in the next. Room like fucking this husband and wife or whatever. But like James Franco finishes up with the wife and then they walk into the room yeah. where Carol's banging her husband. And, like, and what's Aw. he
2: saying? Like, Aw, geez. Aw, geez. Oh geez. Oh <laughs> jeez, like, You're the best. <laughs> and then, then when they're all done and they clean up their kids run in while the prostitutes are still there and hug <laughs> the mom. And they're like, mommy. And I was like, okay, <laughs>
3: um, man, rich people are crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Gotta but, love it. Then Carol and Sonny go through a drive through the country. Carol's like, Do I make you happy, Sonny? And Sonny's like, What is happy? And then we're like, Ooh, bam, alienation. Absurdism. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he did read that book, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> she said she loves him. And then uh uh they're like out walking and it starts raining so he does he gets like a convenient out he's like oh the rain we got to get out of this so he doesn't have to say he loves her because what is love
0: oh my god there's rain we have to stop talking
3: scene of like hey i want to go for a walk and he's like no i'm wearing a suit it'll get dirty but come with me no i'm wearing a suit it'll get dirty
2: like for way too long yeah very long (laughs) yeah that went on for a solid minute at least come Uh, on
0: no come on no
2: But, um, they go to a barn to have sex after that, and, uh...
0: Did they, like, just break into this barn because it was raining and it was, like, the nearest that barn? way. I, yeah, I
2: have no near, nearest place to get out of the rain, and then also... But they had a car. Yeah.
0: I was waiting for, like, an angry farmer to bust in and be like, Get the
2: fuck out of here and, like, <laughs> blast him with a shotgun or something. Yeah, they... And uh, they're about to have sex, but then they're like, what's that noise? And then they go look over, and there's a dog with newborn puppies, and Carol starts crying because she wants babies, and then gets mad at Sonny because he's making fun of her, and he's like, it's a dog! What are you fucking crying about? <laughs> She's and,
0: like, how come you can't shoot You're coming to me so I can be that dog?
2: And uh, she starts going on about she doesn't want to be a prostitute anymore. Uh, and Sonny says, it's absurd to want that kind of life, which absurd, I'm, I'm gonna call it back again to The Stranger, which I'm the only <laughs> one called it. The, the, Camus' big thing is absurdism. So I think I think the, the filmmaker or the guy who wrote the script, which was not Cage, he just directed it, read The Stranger and is like, I'm gonna make that, but with hookers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it
0: sounds like a great idea to
2: <clears throat> me.
3: I mean, more books should be remade into movies with
0: hookers. Yeah. I agree. Ready Player One would have been a good movie, period, if it would have had a bunch of prostitutes in it.
3: If Harry Potter was a hooker
0: instead of a wizard? <laughs> yeah. Hookie Potter. Um, Hookie Proster. Prosty. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Voldemort's his mom's pimp.
2: Yeah. Oh. But uh, Carol said- Poor says
0: Hermione, like... Sorry.
2: <laughs> Carol said she just wants to be like everybody else and- uh... Rod Weasley. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm i fresh out of these.
3: Dumbledildo. <laughs>
2: <Dilble>, Dildo Door. <laughs>
0: Magana Gooch.
2: Dicko Malfoy. Severus Snatch.
0: Hey, <laughs> grid looking cock. Uh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so sunny. So <laughs>
2: she wants to put the baby in the. Uh, where where, where, yeah. where do we leave oh, off? She said she wants to be like everybody else. And right. Uh, then she's like begging him, tell me things are going to be different. This time, and uh James Franco's just like, uh, and we hear, like, pulsing, like, insurance commercial music with the <laughs> piano, where it's, like, uplifting, and, like, everything's gonna be
4: all right.
2: Bam! Cut to later. Carol tells Sonny that one of her clients has proposed to her again, and she's gonna take him up on the offer, which I didn't realize until the very last scene of the movie, when he shows up again. It's the guy she was given a blowjob yeah. to in the car dealership. Yeah, the dealership. <laughs> yeah who apparently, while yelling at her all the time and saying like, yeah, just fucking finish me and I'll give you a fucking car, fuck. Uh, Throughout all of that stuff, he's constantly asking her to marry him. (laughs) Yeah, in between yelling, why can't I come faster? (laughs) So she's like, uh, I'm gonna take him up on the offer unless you wanna run away with me. Like, I'm giving you one last chance. And he's like, can't do it. But uh, I understand why you're doing what you're doing and you go ahead and do that. And then Carol's (laughs) like, Okay, and re- leaves <laughs> crying Um, Then, here we go Because the moment this fucking scene started I could call what was going to happen at the end of it. Oh. Henry is apparently a big gambler And he's, lo- he's constantly losing a bunch of games of gin rummy Yeah So, he finally wins a game with his buddy and he's just like, Don't you know what this means? And he's like, Yeah, I owe you sixty dollars. Here you go. And he's like, No, don't you know what this means? My life is turning around. It's finally gonna be good. And Everything's I, coming up mill house. The moment he fucking says that, it's like he's dying immediately. <laughs> and what do he you
3: is know? one day away from retirement.
0: Because they linger <laughs> on him leaving this place for way too long, and you're just waiting for something to happen. And then the fucking Truck from the Wicker Man shows up. <laughs>
2: yeah, which, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that truck a lot, I think. <laughs> or I will. But, um, yeah, the truck shows up, smashes his car, it immediately explodes in a giant fireball, and he's dead. And, uh, Super fucking dead. Then, uh, after the funeral, Jewel, who is Sonny's mom, is telling him, you know, Henry was your father, and Henry didn't want him to know Because he didn't want Sonny to know that his father was a failure. Because his father had similarly tried, like, Sonny to get out of this whole life and, like, set up a business or something. And that's why he was gone for a period in his childhood, and he came back because he failed. And Sonny's just like, well, we're all failures, and starts binge drinking, wandering around town.
0: (laughs) And he gets super drunk, and uh, they start playing uh, King Crimson on the street. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So you know he's drunk. Uh, also, while he's drunk, they keep doing like this weird, like fish eye lens thing when they when they show his perspective. Mm. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I found that very
2: disorienting. I did find it disorienting. Uh, I gotta say though, the world has never looked like that to me while I've been drunk, and I always get confused why <laughs> they do stuff like that. Like everything still looks clear; it's just like happening fast, and I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can <you didn't> show <laughs> us
0: that a character is drunk without making the screen blurry or something. Mm
2: -hmm. But uh, it it was disorienting. I guess it was fairly well done. And uh, while he's wandering around drunk, he wanders up to some place and knocks on the gate and says, I want to see acid yellow. And uh, so he wanders in and we get another cool disorienting shot because while the screen is being blurry, I will say this is cool. He's walking along a wall that is a mirror and he can't really tell which side is which because of the screen blur. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was effective at points, but I, I feel like it went on for a little bit too long. Yeah. I would have been more interested, like, in the cinematography part
3: if it wasn't near the end of this movie where I wanted it to be over.
2: Oh, yeah. I was checking the timestamp constantly, like, please tell me there's not... I, at this point, I was looking, and it's was like, oh, fuck, there's 20 minutes left of this goddamn <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, what else is going to happen?
0: And I do <laughs> have a timestamp here. This scene happens 40 hours into the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, who is Acid Yellow? But the cage finally Finally. we get to see him and uh, he's in a crazy 70s ruffly yellow tuxedo and listening to the disco version of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which I don't know if you've heard (laughs) haven't heard have heard that before or not, but you need to go look it up. (laughs) It is the most 70s thing you'll ever hear.
3: And he has like a prosthetic nose or something on, too.
2: Yeah. And he's snorting coke. I I don't know if the prosthetic nose was supposed to be he had nasal reconstruction surgery from all his coke, or... I I don't know what it was, but it's just
0: like... We need to start doing a prosthetic nose count, (laughs) because this is not the first.
2: Yeah, and he says to Sonny, like, Hey, Sonny, what can I suck your dick? I think it's one of the things he says right away. And then Sonny's like, Nah, I'm looking for work. He's like, Oh, okay, I'll set you up with a client of mine. He's this real good guy. And then Sonny... He's like okay. Sonny goes into a back room and a guy walks in and Sonny pretends to be a priest to the client briefly. Yeah, and he gets down on his knees. Yeah, the and client does. Yeah, the client does. And then oh, uh, I was
3: not getting that priest thing at all.
2: Oh, I yeah. was getting like a
3: dom, like a dom thing.
2: Oh yeah, I think it was supposed to be it was a dom thing, but like he was a priest and he was like an altar boy and like that was this guy's fetish. So, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and so
0: what does a priest do to an altar boy besides molest him? <laughs> Beat, Beat the, the shit, shit, out of him. shit out of him.
2: And uh, in the middle of this fight, Cage breaks in and he shoves Sonny out and then pulls a sword out of his cane <laughs> and, and chases Sonny out of the place with it. So he's like, anyone, cut his face, cut his face.
0: For anyone who's keeping score, we have Nicolas Cage as a pimp named Acid Yellow <laughs> wielding a sword. The biggest
3: disappointment to this movie was that Nick Cage was only in it for, like, five minutes.
0: Very true. And then we had to
3: watch this whole movie for a five-minute scene. I <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like Acid Yellow deserves, like, an arsenal treatment where he gets brought <laughs> back.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm given a bigger role. Can yeah.
3: he meet the guy from Deadfall?
0: That would be fantastic.
2: <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say about this, though, is it really kind of bothers me. Is, like At this point, Sonny's like rock bottom is what they're trying to imply here. He's like getting wasted and wandering around. And it seems kind of homophobic that they would imply that at rock bottom, he goes to have gay sex, but then they make it actually worse because at rock bottom, he decides he wants to beat the shit out of a gay guy for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) I don't fucking Uh, know. But (laughs) it.
3: Well, I I don't think they're saying he's going out to go find gay sex specifically. mm -hmm. I think he was just going to find someone to beat the, Shit out
4: of me, I suppose.
2: I, heard, and
3: I, I mean, they have mentioned that he slept with men before.
2: Yeah. Well, I di- I didn't notice that until the scene with Cage, where it got like kind of implied there. I yeah, was probably the, not paying too the close. The
0: placement of this is a little bit questionable, mm. for
2: sure. But um, anyways, uh, cut back to um, Sunny at home. I almost said Cage because I just wish <laughs> there was more of him. But uh, Carol is coming back to get her things. Uh, she's like, I heard about Henry, and she's crying. Jewel's in the other room crying. Sonny is sitting on the couch, like, in a daze, like, staring into the distance. Not crying, because crying wouldn't be part of the absurdest nature of reality. And I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're all in separate rooms. Carol tells Sonny he has to, she's like, why don't you come outside with me? I don't want Jewel to hear this. And then she's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Jewel is ruined your life. And then, then she leaves and goes with, uh car salesman man who's like you fucking bitch why are you taking so long he's just yelling at her constantly ah uh, marriage <laughs> and uh sunny imagines running away with carol or and we're led to believe it actually happens until it fades out and it's just sunny staring at his door deciding whether or not to go back inside and roll credits
3: roll so deep so deep so we
0: don't even know if he got to fuck his mom like she wanted so bad. <laughs> yeah, for this I'm pretty movie. sure that was the next scene.
2: I think so. legitimately at that point where, um, that scene where S- I forgot to mention this before too, but uh, Sonny's mom was hugging him and uh, saying like "You're all I have in this world," and then it cuts to him some fucking some lady. I thought he was fucking his mom at that I, part. I was I did like, it awesome. could have been. <laughs> Honestly, would not have been surprised
0: because their relationship was uh, very strange and she seemed to know all too well how good
2: he was in bed. So. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: I think they mentioned, too, like she starts him being a prostitute when he's like 12 or 14
2: or yeah. something. 12 years old, Henry said. And um, yeah. So like and- good parenting, like regular. Normal. Waited for the double digits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, overall <laughs> thoughts on this movie. Accents are bad. Uh, it's like. Like I think I said before is bad. Yeah. Plot is bad. It's like watching a bad porno movie introductions, but not even like funny ones. It's just like a series of those strung together between scenes of bad acting. Like, (laughs) and
3: I've watched like other artsy movies and whatever, and this was definitely trying to be what, (laughs) but G force did it good. Right. Uh, but like this whole story like was just so dragged on and on where it's like Mm -hmm. you figure out what they're, trying to get across in 20 minutes yeah but there's still 90 more minutes to go yeah,
0: yeah really oh they they could have trimmed so much of this it just it like we said before it it just feels like completely repetitive uh just a lot of and i you know i like to freak out so it kept things a little bit interesting but were they necessary no not really yeah, i mean none of
2: it really and uh it's it's real fucking bad, guys. Uh, I don't want to spoil things about this matchup, but this this may be my least favorite one we've watched yet. Honestly, I did not. Uh, the whole it is time not my least this. favorite. Yeah. Nor see, mine. Cage. Well, one of them definitely sounded worse. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, Cage's movies where he's uh going into weird, freaky sex stuff. When there's a lot of sex in a Cage movie, it ends up being a bad movie, I think. If you see
3: boobs, it's a bad movie. (laughs) And it It stands.
0: That that is the slogan of the podcast, and it did prove to be true in this film.
2: And see, those types of movies aren't inherently bad. Like, Eyes Wide Shut is a great fucking movie, but like Cage does not do it well. (laughs) Yeah, this is just
0: a rule for Cage
2: movies. Yeah. Boobs, bad movie. But um, yeah. So... I suppose we can take a short break, and then we'll be back to you with the Wicker Man. And This movie made me hate sex. <sighs> Can't find a Wicker, Wicker Man. man? <laughs> brave time.
4: Oh yeah. Brave time.
0: Titans. DC versus Marvel.
1: I was just going to let this roll for a while, but unfortunately I'm getting a lot of calls from the boys in National Pleasures, so I'm going to have to take this. So this is rolling. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, I'll be back.
0: All right. I wish I hadn't done my machine gun noise.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So. Well. I guess we might as well just get right on into it. It's, hey, welcome uh, back
4: to the Cage Fight
3: Podcast. we were back. Hashtag G-Force game. Talking about sunny round
0: two. <laughs>
2: Hashtag down with G-Force. <laughs> um, we got some G-Force
0: dissenters, but you know what?
2: They're going to die an early death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the Wicker Man came out in 2006. Rated PG-13. Originally rated R. But they cut out some scenes that are the scenes you probably know this movie for uh, in order to get it to a PG-13 rating. And if so, you're
0: like me, who acquired the wrong version, you will not know until the movie <laughs> is over that you have missed the iconic scene. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, so we had to go look that one up on YouTube after. <laughs> but um, Which we've all seen it before. You all know what you have. Uh, directed by Neil LeBute. Runtime of 102 minutes. Uh, here here's a fun one. Production companies, Alcon Entertainment, Bright Light Pictures, Emmett Furla Films, Saturn Films, Equity Pictures, Millennium Films. New image, Jesus Christ! Fresh bus pictures, and if you're wondering why there's so many, you're wondering the same thing I was as I sat through a solid minute of production logos at the start of this movie. I was just like, "Holy shit! (laughs) Like, how many things can produce this?"
0: (laughs) Was it just uh, a case of like production companies like passing duties off to each other because they're like, I don't don't fucking (laughs) Uh,
2: maybe. I don't know. And how many studios got involved? In order to make this thing that is flopped and is mostly known for memes. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: not the memes. <laughs>
2: um, oh, well, budget of $40 million, box office gross of $38 million. So, all of those companies, I guess losing $2 million spread 10 ways is, is not <laughs> that bad.
4: Yeah, that's it's true. It's like
2: paying one unnecessary employee at the CEO level or something. <laughs> well, not even at the CEO level. That'd be $200 million um reviews. This was actually reviewed more poorly than Sunny was. Tomato meter, fifteen percent audience score seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well
3: I'm guessing more people saw Wicker Man over Yeah, I Sunny. think a <laughs> lot more
2: people did. In fact, yeah, because this one was thirty-eight million and the other one made a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um a lot of the reviews for uh Sunny are uh from people who haven't even watched it, just asking what the fuck it is. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm wa- I watched it. I don't even really know for sure. So,
2: so uh, some general notes about this movie. This is actually a remake of a 1973 film starring Christopher Lee. And uh, both Lee and the director of the original movie are not fans of this one. Um, well, they,
0: Christopher Lee's dead now, so, uh, Oh yeah. W- is, his opinion was doesn't not matter. A fan <laughs> <of this.
4: laughs> he, I think I he can't hear
0: anymore, so, <laughs> no. Uh, Basically, Christopher Lee said, don't care for the Wicker Man remake,
2: and Nicolas Cage made him disappear. <laughs> yeah, just fucking blipped him out of existence. Well, uh, Cage claims that he and the director intentionally made this movie an absurdist black comedy, and that, uh, that it was never meant to be serious, but you, you can take that for what it is. Um...
0: It sounds like a, a retroactive uh description of the movie yeah but
2: why <laughs> I, I don't know
0: <laughs> because uh let's see uh what's another movie I can think of that was labeled a black comedy after the fact um the room yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh
2: yeah, that seems like a good like
0: defense mechanism, but uh
2: we know what's up and the room keeps creeping in in the discussion of these movies as does. James Franco, <laughs> who appears at the end of this film, which I was blindsided by. I did not realize he was going to be in it, but he's in the last two minutes. <laughs> of the
0: theatrical version, yes, which we the watched theatrical. by accident.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently he was also cut out of the unrated version, which is weird, because you would think that the unrated version would have more material and yeah. not less. Well, I mean, I, I think they average out, probably, if they cut out that torture scene and then they Add the Franco scene. Uh, yeah, it's about the same. Probably about the same amount of time. Um, yeah. Got any trivia there, Milani?
4: Um,
0: not not a ton of stuff that uh is super interesting. Um, a lot of the dialogue. Uh, apparently eighty percent of it is like word for word identical to the original film. Hmm. Um, also, this is not so much a fun fact uh, as it. Is said at the end of the movie, but for some reason, this film was dedicated to Johnny Ramone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> why?
2: <laughs> um. What? What? He what? loved bees. I. I guess <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Just a bee lover, man. <laughs> um. Is he one of the dead ones? Is that why? Yeah, he is one of the dead ones.
0: I, wait, was it Tommy died? I think pretty much all of them are
2: dead at this point, aside from like Marky. Joey Ramone, I think, was the first to die. Then Johnny died. Then, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think he died from uh, being so stupid uh, because he was allergic to bees, and then uh, went to an island that is like ninety percent bees. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's how Johnny Ramone died. Yeah.
2: And what's more punk rock than film. that? <laughs> Not much. And it's kinda of Wu Tangish. Maybe maybe Johnny Johnny Ramone got killer bead by the Wu Tang. Holy <laughs> shit.
0: I'd Wu-Tang like to check killer bees. <laughs> I'd like to check uh this movie back for uh Rizza cameos. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Well maybe it was dedicated to him because you know how he died, right? They threw him in a giant wicker man and set it on fire. Oh yeah. Oh
0: I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, they oh I forgot about that's uh they did that at uh Live Aid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh uh-huh. All the proceeds went to charity. Why wasn't that in the uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? Uh, because uh, Bryan
0: Singer was too busy uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you know.
2: Yeah, they made a miniature Wicker Man. And we're gonna shoot it like a model, but he thought it was a kid and <laughs> <laughs> he put his dick through it. So. And they couldn't wash the the ejaculate off in time. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and uh,
0: uh, stop letting him make movies. <laughs> yeah,
2: seriously. <laughs> So let's let's dive into a plot summary here. We open at a truck stop diner somewhere out west that Cage, a motorcycle cop, is in. Then, for some reason, we immediately cut away from the diner, and it is never seen again, never relevant again. As we get a montage of Cage handing out tickets, till we see a car lose a doll out the window, and he slyly just leans on over and swoops it up without even stopping, and then pulls that car over to give the little girl her doll back.
0: And arrest the mother <laughs> for being such an inconsiderate piece of
2: shit. <laughs> so, it's it's a lady and her daughter, and uh, Cage gives her the doll back, and he's like, you gotta be more careful with that. And then the daughter just throws it right out the window again, and Cage is like, alright, you little shit, I'm gonna go <laughs> get that back. He goes to pick it up, and as he's, he's leaning down, fucking semi slams right into the car, and it blows up the car is on fire, Cage runs over, tries to save the kid, but it explodes before he can. And-
0: yeah, he tries to punch out the back window, and the kid's basically like, eh.
2: <laughs> "I, I choose that. Like, yeah. Hey, uh,
0: if, if you save me from this, fine, but I'm going to make you do all the fucking work. <laughs> like
2: she's um, like, um, hey, uh, I know you want to save me, but they're paying me to be creepy right now, so like, I'm going to just stand here and look ominous. All right. Yeah.
0: Also, this... Truck comes from fucking nowhere, like yeah. nobody heard this
2: <laughs> and truck
0: coming. Like, com- like they like pulled over. Like it has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are they are like way off the side of the road, <laughs> and this truck uh, is this the same truck that like drives past them
2: initially? Like I think it's supposed to be, and then I guess it turned around to to kill this well, <laughs> family. Because uh, well, at first he he pulls them
4: over
0: this. Truck goes blasting by the opposite way. And the first thing I thought of was Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was like, okay, uh somebody uh somebody or somebody's cat is gonna get fucking blasted by this truck. I didn't think it was gonna be moments later the truck coming back the opposite direction <laughs> to finish what it hadn't before. Yeah.
2: yeah, it really comes out of fucking nowhere. And um, I just wanna clarify and point out this scene is entirely pointless, but the movie really wants you to think it isn't and will continually remind you of its existence throughout the film. <laughs> the, they'll be like, "Hey, remember that
0: kid that died?" Yeah. They they I feel like they just wanted uh this scene to like they they basically gaslight you into believing that like there were bees in the car the whole time. Like, I don't know, they keep flashing back to this scene
2: it, it, and it has no relevance.
0: It has <laughs> They're no, trying
2: to like
3: say like it was his daughter or something like I don't know what. The yeah, fuck I couldn't was
2: tell if maybe that. that was supposed to be Rowan in there or something. But
0: yeah, it has no relevance unless somehow the people on this island <laughs> set set it up set, so that this family would be stopped by Nicolas Cage and then slaughtered. <laughs> I d- like
2: I don't understand. <laughs> oh. So uh, we, we cut from that to Cage taking pills, watching TV, when uh, a lady cop, and I mentioned that she's a lady cop because I believe this is important to the film, and it didn't occur to me till later, but because, uh, you know, there's an island full of ladies, and they all, like, trick him into a thing, but... Um, oh, yeah.
3: There's men there, too.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> she, he, she knocks on his window and congratulates him on his commendations for watching a girl get hit <laughs> by a truck, I guess. He gets commended for that. There, yeah, there's nothing in between. This
0: happens, and then we go immediately to... This cop is, like, laid up and traumatized from this, but also, like, getting an award for... Something? Like, if yeah. he hadn't pulled them over to give this doll back, they'd still be alive. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are we rewarding Good this job guy for? for? Killing them. <laughs> hey, there's two less fucking uh, kids, uh, or, you know, just blonde people out here. What? I, like what? I don't understand.
2: And we we find out in there that the bodies in the car were never found, and the car was unregistered, so maybe it was all set up. Yeah, and these people. Wait, I missed that. They, that these people did not line in exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like. They had no records of who these people were. They, they don't know anything about them. They're basically uh,
4: ghosts. Mm-hmm.
2: Very, <laughs> very, very. Okay.
0: <laughs> and she's like, oh, by the way, here's this fucking
2: letter. Yep. Gives him a letter. <laughs> she says, this came to the station, and it doesn't have a stamp on it. So <gasps> someone had to have hand-delivered it. Whoa. And uh, it's from his ex-fiancee, Willow. It has a picture of a little girl, in it, it says that's Willow's daughter named Rowan who's been missing for two weeks, and she lives on Summer's Isle. She was remote- named
0: after Rowan Atkinson, the famous Mr. Bean. Sorry. <laughs>
2: played by him as well. <laughs> Mr. Bean plays this little girl. Yeah. yeah, we get a lot of weird, out-of-place comedy sketches with Mr. Bean, and it's... Uh... But... Um, uh, Summer's Isle is where they live. It's a remote island somewhere off the coast of Washington, uh, where she grew up, and it's like an Amish-type... Farming commune where they don't have modern technology. There's no phones. There's no electricity. Uh, there's
0: no joy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wants Cage to find her daughter. Um, so we cut on down to Cage taking a ferry down to the he's, place.
0: He's going, uh, going to Washington to find uh, a missing child. Out of his jurisdiction.
2: Yep, as a cat, And
0: and not asking any local police to help. Nope, not at all. Why would he do that? (laughs) He didn't tell anybody else that he was coming, but they knew he was going to be there
2: somehow. (laughs) So, uh, he's uh, taking some more pills. He's always taking his his pills. I think it's supposed to imply that he's taking antidepressants, but I don't think you're just supposed to take those willy-nilly randomly throughout the day. I don't know. I'm pretty I mean, that's sure how your do
3: doctor recommends don't keep a set schedule.
0: Take as many as you want, whenever. <laughs> yeah,
2: whenever you feel sad, just pop one of these babies. <laughs> However
0: many you can fit in your hand, that's your dosage. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, I mean, maybe okay. We also uh, I don't I don't remember why or when this was even brought up, but he's allergic to bees, right? Yep. So maybe he's just popping anti-bee pills. Oh, the,
2: the way <laughs> that's brought up is while, while, uh, when he's unpacking his bag when he gets to the island, he takes out uh, EpiPens that say bee allergy shot. Which I thought I, it's when he kills the bee at the fire right away. Oh, yeah, that, that too. He oh, does right. say that, actually. And then I think it, it really think tries to hammer it home yeah. with the bee yeah. allergy oh, thing. For some
0: reason, which, I thought we knew about it before that. No. For some
2: reason. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, though, I want to say that those EpiPens say B-allergy shot, because it doesn't matter what the allergy is. The EpiPen is epinephrine. It is the same thing regardless of what the allergy is. <laughs> Yo, so I've
1: been back for a while. Um, I just haven't had a second to, like, interject myself. Uh, before I break my big news, I just got to say that burst of laughter there was really freaky because you guys stopped laughing at exactly the same time and seemingly, like, just muted yourselves.
0: Yeah, you can see <laughs> um, it uh, down here, but we we were we had a director... Uh, telling us when to start and stop yeah, it's actually just yeah. yeah. well, it? well, that's
1: good i'm I'm happy to hear that i you know um i'm going to be taking this podcast a lot more seriously i'm I'm very sorry that I've offended you guys with my lack of interest at times. I might be out a different job, so I can't afford to be losing this job
4: you, I'm so sorry, uh, man
0: yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that um. And this is really none of my business, but uh, have you kicked your have you kicked your epinephrine
2: addiction? <laughs>
1: yes, but not my ephedrine addiction.
2: Ah. Uh, well, uh what's going on with the other job?
1: I hang. On, I gotta hit my Effie Pen.
4: <laughs> All right, that's better. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could hear yeah
0: arlo quit up the fucking
1: band. wait
0: arlo quit the band
1: arlo quit the band um Dang. they want me to fix it which they don't understand that i'm just a guy who turns knobs i'm not their manager i've been having to go on all these tours i've been having to do all this work just administrative custodial you name it i've been doing all of it i can't handle it and now they're threatening to fire me as a lead engineer but since they're only a you know, a shell of the band that they once were, now that they've lost Arlo, mm-hmm. I could be, hang on, Arlo's actually calling me. I'll, I, I'm, I'm paying attention, I promise, don't fire me. You know, we've,
0: uh, I mean, we threatened to fire him all the time. We've, we've <laughs> never had more in common with the members of National Pleasure as far as
2: threatening to fire Engineer Dave. <laughs> um, that is kind of disappointing to hear, though. Arlo was kind of the heart and soul of that band.
0: Gage yeah. fight!
1: That, you hear that, Arlo? Do you hear that? It's powerful. It's honestly.
0: I played it at my niece's christening this past weekend, and um, she cried. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nick's, For some reason, Nick's my niece, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I cried. So powerful. Um. <laughs> anyways. Uh, So, Cage makes a phone call and he loses cell reception. I think the whole point of the phone call was just to show that he gets no cell reception as he gets near this island.
3: Yeah. Because it's a modern thriller, so, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. no cell phone reception. Yeah,
0: you have to get rid of cell phones because uh, they
2: essentially uh, work as plot holes in every single movie released after cell phones came out. So, But uh, Cage pays a pilot who makes plane deliveries to Summer's Isle to take him there.
0: Not after, uh, there was a lot of uh, like arguing about this. (laughs) He was like, hey, are you going to this island? Uh, Can I hitch a ride? And he's like, you know what? Uh, This is my livelihood. And they're pretty touchy. So if I show up with some stranger, you might fuck up my entire life. And he's like, hey, what if I give you like $100? And uh, then he's like, all right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, why don't you, instead of not taking us, why don't you take all of us? And he's like, who? And he's like, Me? mr franklin and mr grant (laughs) oh yeah 150 150 bucks bucks. me and the guy just smiles and they're flying so it's like oh yeah my whole livelihood 150 bucks (laughs) hey (laughs) i can retire (laughs) on this which
3: seems even dumber when like you find out at the end, like they want Nicolas Cage there. Yeah. Like, why didn't they make it easy for him for eh, easy for him to get there? No idea. Like, yeah. Tell the
0: pilot to stop being a fucking prick yeah. and just let this guy
3: hit your ride. <laughs> well, don't worry, they
2: just murder him anyway. Yep. He did fuck up that pilot's whole <laughs> life. <laughs> um, but uh, so he lands there and all of the women on the island are immediately uncooperative right off the bat they're like what the fuck are you doing here fuck you you suck. private property get off yeah they're yelling at him and he's like well i'm here to investigate a disappeared girl and all the while two men are not saying anything and they're holding a wriggling bag with blood pouring out of it (laughs) which come on mr cage are your detective skills not going (laughs) off here like that would have been the first thing I would have talked about immediately. They, upon they have a them. whole What's conversation. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> it, well, it, they do have a conversation, but it's about two or three minutes of talking. Well, y- yeah, yeah, they
0: have a whole conversation before he's like, "What the fuck is in that <laughs> bag? Dripping blood everywhere!"
2: Yeah. And they're like, "Why don't you peek inside?" And he's like, walking up to it slowly. We've got suspense music building and. As he's about to look inside, they shake the bag and he jumps and runs away and he never looks in the fucking bag. We, we don't, don't know girl, what, is. Been in that bag. <laughs> what kind of cop is
3: this guy. <laughs> like, well, also, I, I just want to point out, too, he's not a detective.
0: No. He's not a detective. He's a motorcycle cop. Yeah,
2: he hands out (laughs) tickets on the highway. He's a highway patrol. He
0: returns (laughs) dolls to little girls, and now he is in a completely different state investigating a missing person. (laughs) Well,
3: you know, returning dolls to girls, returning girls to uh, wives or mothers. Yes. You know what?
2: That's a good point. That girl is a doll.
0: Yeah, and also she was
2: thrown out, out of a me. window. Nick,
3: she's like twelve. What are you, Brian Singer? Oh, got <laughs> James Franco over
1: here. Oh. <laughs> uh. yeah, just a quick note. Um, I'm gonna be producing Arlo Steele's uh, debut album. So, uh, oh, he's gone so long. Hey, oh, uh, they're they're calling me again. One sec.
4: Oh.
2: Well, I mean that's good news. At least we can still fire Dave and not feel <laughs> yeah. guilty.
3: Yeah, that's rev. He's got a fallback, so we're we're, we're in the clear. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. We can well, the... it
1: looks like they already found a new singer too. I guess it's gonna be uh, uh, National Pleasure with Rome. Oh, And um, the Rome? I'm producing their <laughs> new album too So uh looks like I got two jobs For the price of one um, So I'm definitely I'm not saying you should fire me But I'm definitely not going to be paying attention For the rest of this fucking episode So you might want to call me when the countdown happens Yeah, just letting you know uh,
2: w- Will do, we'll be sure to fire you right around <laughs> then <laughs> Hey, I mean that's exciting though Because regardless of whether or not we keep on Dave I do want him to keep producing music for those guys Because they're yeah. cool And
0: controversial I- opinion, Rome is my favorite Sublime lead singer.
2: Exactly. He's way better than whatever the fuck that heroin-addicted dude was. <laughs> well, fucking... wait till you hear him in National Pleasure. I, uh,
0: all I can say is I hope uh, National Pleasure finally gets a chance to do a song with Wiz Khalifa, like Sublime did <laughs> uh, when Rome took over. So.
2: <laughs> well, um, anyways, so he, he runs into Willow on the island And or at the inn on the island, which I don't know why this island has an inn with the rooms since they never allow visitors there. (laughs) But uh, and she takes his bags up to his room while Cage orders a mead because they make mead fresh on the island because uh, honey, you don't know, yeah, mead is made from fermented honey and they've got a lot of bees, and so uh. Well, uh, one less news. Bee. It's
1: the wrong Rome. It's Jim Rome. He's a sports Ooh. commentator. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right.
0: Does he know Wiz Khalifa at least?
1: Maybe. <laughs> uh, they, they said he does. Oh, oh sweet. Purvis okay. knows him too. Oh. Wow. That,
0: you know what? I am. I might actually listen to Wiz Khalifa now. I am rooting for the back half of National Pleasure's career, which rarely happens with fans <laughs> outside of Sublime. So.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I don't know. Toto got decidedly better. So did Van Halen. <laughs> when the, and both times, actually. Van Halen, they got better and then they got even better. Yeah, yeah I they thought I was good with that
4: last um, album. Um,
0: I thought uh, Van Hagar or Sam Halen, if you want to call it that, was uh, a huge improvement. And then when they got that guy that nobody knows or gives a fuck about, even to this day, uh, I thought yeah, they were the guy at their from, peak. Uh, from
1: <laughs> I think they were called Awesome.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's what Van Halen became when he took over.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, extremely awesome.
2: Well, yeah, this will be good. I, I'm interested to hear uh, Arlo's. Um, you know uh singer songwriter style yeah anyway,
1: well it's cool too because it gives purvis an opportunity to sing a little bit like you know i don't get me wrong i love arlo you know i think he's one maybe the best rock and roll vocalist that's still doing it you yeah. know big um, goosebumps every time i hear his voice purvis has he his falsetto is beautiful like do you remember that guy that was in uh the band of gypsies with uh, hendrix
0: uh, that uh, that squealing guy.
1: Yeah, just yeah, that guy. Hmm.
0: Uh, what, what was he? Uh, that guy, the Ripper. Uh, who? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to make a fucking hair metal reference that I don't know about. So, <laughs>
1: um, well, yeah. I well, don't... he played with the Ripper. Yes.
2: <laughs> See, well, I nailed it. So <laughs> I don't know exactly, but <laughs> uh, rest in peace to them.
4: It's true. Yeah, dude, the asset is
1: really fucking kicking in right now, so I'm definitely not going to be paying attention. All right. Well, have fun with that. Enjoy uh, your last
4: paycheck,
2: sir. So uh, after that, um, Cage starts slapping his badge on the counter (laughs) and just announces to the whole inn, hey, I'm here on police business, and I'm going to want to talk to each and every one of you. And then the bartender or innkeeper correctly points out that he is a California cop, and this is Washington, and he has no jurisdiction here. But that does not stop Cage from waving his dick around. <laughs> so and so
0: let's take a look at this for a second from the, uh, the perspective of the patrons of this inn, right? So they live on a remote island, uh, Amish-style everything, and some city guy shows up. And starts Stop. screaming in their faces uh, <laughs> while slapping his wallet on the bar. Um, so, normal stuff. Yeah, completely normal. Also, the bartender knew he was a cop before he said fucking anything, a about single him. word <laughs> yeah. at all. She's mm. like, yo, you're that fucking
2: city cop boy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Should I, well. have tipped him off a little bit. But yeah. She did bring up a good point. He's a California cop. This is Washington. Why didn't he bring local police with him? Like, what? And <laughs> his defense, understand. which fixes the plot hole in
0: the movie, is...
2: He doesn't care?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that somebody would fill in that blank, because I have no idea what it
2: is. So then a, a bee flies into the bar and lands on the counter, and he just swats it, and the, the bartender gets super, like, horrified look in her face, and she's like, why would you do something like that? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm allergic. And he walks upstairs.
3: <laughs> Which I find hilarious, because he's
0: like, yeah, whatever, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You got, you got more bees out
2: there anyway. <laughs> so he, he walks up to uh, his room, and Willow has left him a note saying he's being watched, and she's being watched too, and then he needs to meet her later in private. So... He meets her in private. And
3: I, I like how too. Like she's implying that like, oh, you're being watched, so we have to go somewhere where no one can eavesdrop on us or whatever. And he like doesn't try to like hide where he's going. He just walks over yeah, to the meeting spot,
2: strolls right on out in yeah.
3: the you know in the open outdoors, yeah, out in
2: the field. <laughs> and uh, so he they have a conversation. Cage is like, "Why did you leave?" Like. why why did you run out before we got married? And she's like, I wasn't ready for marriage, so I ran back home. And then Cage is like, why don't you talk to the girl's dad, not me? And uh, she's like, because you're the only one I trust. And uh, And the audience
0: says, he's definitely not the father. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: there's no way he could possibly be. So Willow keeps insisting, my daughter is somewhere on this island. I know she is. And then Cage is like, okay. Um so he goes back and he's unpacking stuff we see his bee allergy adrenaline <laughs> shots like rip, they're yellow and black and they say bee allergy <laughs> on the side of them Well you know In sometimes
0: you it, couldn't tell what they were You just need to be reminded of what you're allergic to
2: <laughs> be reminded <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes and asks, like, did somebody go through my stuff? Because my audio tapes, my everything's okay audio tapes are missing. <laughs> they literally are titled everything's okay and they've gone missing.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we've got, um. Also, that doesn't sound like a thing
3: you just, like, want to tell people that you'll stick to. <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, did did somebody go in my bag and steal my dick is broken ma- uh, pamphlet? Yeah.
2: My, uh, what to do when you have erectile
1: dysfunction pills? <laughs> Jim Rome has been fired, and Wiz Khalifa has been offered the job.
0: Damn. I'm fucking... They're hey, moving up in the world. Uh, hashtag, uh, Taylor gang. Uh, <laughs> hashtag G-Force squad.
1: Yeah, can we get some people to tweet for this? Because this is a big deal.
0: This is a big deal. I'll and tweet out about it. Yeah, I will definitely tweet and RT whatever Nick tweets. And these are definitely going out live. Oh
2: yeah! Right, right after
0: we
3: record them. Yeah. Well,
0: as
2: soon as we're done recording,
1: that's when the tweets go on. Well,
0: I, I sure hope uh, Wiz Khalifa isn't found dead in the next
2: couple of weeks. All those
1: tweets, Wiz said no. Oh.
2: So, uh, uh, to get back to the movie, we, uh, Cage is having dreams of the girl on the ferry. He like walks up to her slowly and taps on the glass, and she turns and looks at him, and a fucking, the fucking truck comes by and hits her. And, like, I honestly, I couldn't help but just burst out laughing when I saw that. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at a little girl getting hit by a truck, but the scene it was, was just, hilarious. it was done so poorly, it's just like, she turns around and looks at him with, like, a concerned look, and then, <laughs> like, it's, so, uh, he wakes up, and he takes more of his pills right away. He's like, oh, I'm being sad again. Better <laughs> slam the oh, And then uh, he sees the little girl from his dreams running around outside. And he's like, Rowan, Rowan. And then he runs out there after and runs into a barn, finds her red sweater in a barn, but no sign of her. Hey, uh, just got
0: one question. So is uh, his, his dream girl is a... Preteen, was he fucking <laughs> Brian Singer? Singer, man. This
2: movie's about Brian Singer. <laughs> Brian, Singer. why is he so obsessed with this little
3: girl? <laughs> so. I really hope at this point the people
2: listening to this know about Brian Singer. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think everybody knows about Brian. I, th- I mean, everybody should know about Brian Singer. Yeah.
2: If you don't know already, and you. you... Probably should have looked it up by now. We've been referencing it for about (laughs) nine solid episodes of
0: nine. Yeah, and uh, and in case you missed any of those tweets about how, like, uh, hey, uh, there's a fucking child molester who's up for best picture, uh, (laughs) and all that good stuff. Um, Dark Phoenix in theaters now. Uh, I don't know if he did that one.
2: I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, I have no idea, actually.
0: Yeah, hopefully he's dead.
2: So... Uh, uh, so he, yeah, he's in the barn looking around for, her, and then the floorboards give out beneath him, and he falls. And this is what I would like to call a a scene cul-de-sac because you enter and you leave, and nothing has changed. Yeah. <laughs> this was.
1: Dude, you I, jumped into that so fast, I still thought you were talking about Brian singing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: actually rewatched this scene after he like fell through the floor. Cause I felt like I missed something like, uh, like what was the point of falling e- through the yeah. floor? And then I watched it again and I felt like I had wasted three minutes of my life
2: because. <laughs> yep. he yep, pretty much did. It's just,
0: <laughs> this yep. is also the barn that, uh, Sonny and Carol fucked in. Oh uh, <laughs> no, yep. yeah. There
3: was a dog with some puppies there still.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and uh... I don't know how they got to this island and then left, but <laughs> well, I mean that—that's how good at sexy is. <laughs> <laughs> he takes you to a whole nother time and place, baby. Um, so then, uh. You cut to the next day where a lady is telling him in a conversation where, like like most of the conversations in this movie, both parties are being total assholes to one another. <laughs> oh, it's
0: so fucking frustrating.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone just yells at each other, and, like, it's just... Um, and, like, I don't know,
0: like, at this point in the movie, we're not really being led to believe that everybody on this island knows who he is, but... Everyone that he talks to immediately fucking hates his guts. Will not give him the time of day. And he is just simply... Like, how does a person hear, uh, oh, I'm looking for this missing uh, girl, and their reaction is, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, like, go fucking... And, like, understandably from Nick Cage's point of view, it's like he's there just, like, asking simple questions,
3: and they're just giving him the weirdest answers they could give him. Yeah, Yeah,
2: just... (laughs) I understand how he's getting frustrated, but, like, uh... But then he
3: goes to the full, like, dick
2: mode. Yeah, <laughs> just constantly and immediately. And, um... So, uh, the lady tells him that their honey crop last year was cursed, and that they didn't make enough honey because of that, and I think they sell their mead from the island, too, and it's how they make some money for the island or something? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh... then yeah, he, gets, he,
0: he gets a cup of tea, and they give him, like, a bottle of,
2: uh, store honey, and he's like the fuck bro (laughs) yeah he's just like what why is this here and then she's just like well that's what we have for you and he's like well don't you fucking make honey here and then she's like yeah we do but last year our fucking honey didn't fucking grow and then he's just like oh all right i see well fuck you and she's like well fuck you and that's really only a slight exaggeration (laughs) that's that's
0: pretty much how it went
2: Uh oh I don't know why he was so mad about having store-bought honey, too. Like, I feel
3: like this whole movie is trying to be like Shutter Island, mm-hmm. but if on Shutter Island, everyone's an asshole.
2: <laughs> yeah, no one does anything kind you know? at <laughs> all. He walks into the schoolhouse, and uh, the teacher up front is asking a group of schoolgirls, uh, so what are men at their core? And they all answer phallic symbol, phallic symbol, <laughs> which I was just like, what I f- don't, I didn't understand what that meant. Like, <laughs> it's like it, men are a penis. <laughs> so, uh, I guess well, uh, when you think about no, it, humans are kind of shaped like a big dog, that, I guess. But
3: they're not even saying like men are. Or whatever, or men are just used for sex, or whatever they're trying to imply. They're saying phallic symbols. Yeah, they literally <laughs> like, are saying phallic symbols. Men symbol. at their core are phallic symbols?
2: Yeah. Hey. I don't know. Wait, oh so, my god. It was so weird. So, yeah, the teacher keeps standing up there making some misandrist comments to the children about how men are shit, and then Cage is. And like, it's
3: all girls in the school. Yeah,
2: all girls. And uh, Cage asked the school girls, uh, if they've seen Rowan before. And they're all like, nope. And then then <laughs> Cage <laughs> opens a desk and a crow flies out.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I
2: don't fucking <laughs> understand. That. There's an empty desk and he's like, what's in there? It's the, that's where she sat, isn't it? Opens it, crow flies out, and the girls all laugh. And then he's like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, we put it in there to see how long it could last.
3: <laughs> and and, and he, he's
0: just a... Justly asked the teacher, like, why would you let them do that? Yeah,
2: like, seriously. And then and she's I mean, like, as
0: you know, when you walk into a classroom, um, every single desk is occupied, always. and if there uh, isn't...
3: It is public school.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, if there is a desk that is empty, there's treachery afoot. And, and that's then, the and there's probably a bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Rowan turned into a fucking bird. Is this
2: Animorphs, the movie? Could be. Cage never even considered that in his investigation. But,
1: um... (laughs) That's why he's dead. (laughs) Can we, like, petition Cage to do an Animorphs movie? I think we should. That would be rad. Animorphs Extended Universe would be fucking
0: (laughs) chill AF.
2: Yeah, the, The Animorphs Cinematic Universe, I think we could... We could pull that off. Remember that there, episode? How many of those books are there, like 80? It's like 100.: There's a shitload,
1: um, and we could put it in the same, uh, you know, uh, universe as uh, Zandali too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Never no, mind, I'm against this. <laughs> but, uh, so after that, he looks through the school's attendance book for evidence that Rowan was there, and he sees her name is just crossed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still there in the book, it's just crossed out. Well, this kid's dead so he's like he's like you all lied to me i'm going to arrest each and every one of you school children and then the teacher is just like let's go talk outside and then says rowan burned to death in an accident and uh, was buried in a churchyard uh willow knows that but she's just like delusional with grief and then he's like really because like everybody else has told me different shit and he's like well i don't know what to fucking tell you that's what happened Like,
0: listen, hey, we didn't have a meeting where we all decided we were going to keep our (laughs) story
3: straight. All right. I think she does something, too, in that scene where she says, like. A future tense of like, oh, she's going to burn or something. He's like, wait, what? Oh, she burned to death.
0: The wording is very specific. So, uh, that at some point he can have, like, this revelation that, uh...
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, she she says, she'll burn to death, and then she's like, what? And she's like, she burned to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. So he goes to the grave in the churchyard, and then Willow's there, and she's like, that's not Rowan's grave. They buried some rando there, and, uh... Um... Willow says uh, she thinks they want to hurt Rowan as revenge against Willow for having run away and see, met Cage all those years ago, and she's from Springer. Like, and <Rump> Springer. <laughs> and here's a shocker: she says to Cage that he is Rowan's father. <gasps> <laughs> <Her>. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! Mind fucking blown. Biggest
0: right? twist since I found out Harry Dean Stanton was. James Franco's father, which I had suspected the whole time, but wasn't
2: sure about. <laughs> yeah. um, so they go through and they look through Rowan's room, and uh, they see some scribblings on the bottom of the desk that are that say "Help me" <laughs> and uh, some shit like that. And Cage is like, Oh shit, that's weird." And then he sees a plane. And he's like, "I've got to go get the radio." And then another scene cul-de-sac. He, yeah, some stupid stuff happens that I'm not going to mention because it doesn't fucking matter. But eventually he ends up swimming out to the plane when the pilot's not there, and he finds that the radio has been destroyed. Dun-dun-dun! dun We gotta get off the
4: island.
1: <laughs> so, we gotta uh, go back to the island. He starts... <laughs> we've gotta move the island!
2: <laughs> in time! <laughs> Tell me your secrets, Crass. Um, so he... Uh, he finds out the doctor is also the lady who takes the pictures of the harvests, and... One The picture of last year's harvest, which was cursed, was smashed and the photo was taken. So he goes to investigate her house. He has a conversation with her that doesn't fucking matter. But uh, <laughs> then he goes outside and he like hides and waits for her to leave. And then he breaks in and reads a note about fertility festivals where a young person was sacrificed to a god in a burning. And then he finds some photos of a bunch of young girls in a drawer and then including one with Rowan and he reads the back of that and it's marked with worst harvest on record and he's like oh she'll burn to death they're going to burn her because because she had a bad fucking harvest she
0: caused the bad harvest and i bees just...
3: really care what little kid you throw at him so yeah i mean Can i just
1: ask why does this shit happen in like all of his fucking movies there's always a scene like this
0: yeah i, I, I feel like uh you know Every time there's a scene of him like digging through a drawer and finding a bunch of pictures. Of <laughs> yeah. It always
3: reminds me of Brian Singer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had to check the director on this one.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I think that might have been Brian Singer's house that was confiscated. <laughs> yeah. They threw him off the island, but um and she has just like jars of like fetuses and stuff, too. Yeah, she also has jarred thing?
3: fetuses, <laughs> which
1: uh, hey,
2: which you know,
0: never comes up.
1: Nope. Um, we got Mark McGrath, boys. We got Mark McGrath.
0: Sugar Ray himself?
1: Oh! We got Sugar Ray. Wow. And That's... National Pleasure? No. Oh, yeah. We're well, here. yeah, actually, just, yeah. Just, well, he, there is talks, here. is what he said. They 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 said initially that they officially got him, but then they said they're just actually just talking to him. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll inform you guys. So
4: it would
0: have been so much easier if we had asked uh, Eminem before he stormed out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He,
2: he was really pissed at you.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey. If you're going to do a music video with Triumph the Insult comic puppet dog, and you're going to try to tell me that I have to be amused by it, you're out of here. Sorry. <laughs> I'll save my Eminem rant for the Eminem
2: cast. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I'm driving a Porsche with no, a Marshall's back. Marshall. points, oh now he's gone
0: again shit <laughs>
2: thank god uh,
0: <laughs> It's starting to smell like monster energy
4: drinking
2: so uh he goes to willow and he's like why didn't you tell me about the harvest ceremony and shit and he starts yelling at her because at this point he's just an asshole to her too, everybody he's he
0: there's no going back down for him he's uh he's just he, he's hit yell mode and he's gonna stay there yeah.
2: So uh, she says, like, I don't know, I'm I'm sorry, like, I'm just fucking, I'm going crazy with grief, I didn't know what to tell you and what not to, and then she says, I'm sorry, I wish I'd stayed with you all those years ago, and he's like, oh, oh, babe, and then Mm. just stops yelling, and they start making out, and... (laughs) Yeah, because
0: that's what we were all, that's what we were all hoping for. The whole time, it was like a will-they-won't-they thing. (laughs) Yeah, so... To to have this outcome where they finally fucking rubbing faces, <laughs> I, I felt completely vindicated.
2: Yeah. So uh, then we get another pointless scene, but I uh, like this pointless scene. <laughs> this so. movie
3: is filled with, like, red herrings and scenes that don't matter. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: seriously got a ton of them. It, honestly, if you cut all of them out, the movie would probably be, like, an hour long. If that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... But, uh, so he sees some guys loading logs and then he's like loading logs into a cart and he walks up and he's like, Hey, you want some help? And they're like, they, they like kind of shrug and nod they don't say anything. And he starts helping them. He helps them put one log on the cart and then immediately fucks it up and all of the logs roll (laughs) off the cart. And then he's just like, he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And the guy's just like shaking his head angry. And he's like, don't you fucking talk? and They don't say anything, and then he just leaves without helping him clean up the mess that he just made. <laughs> I don't know why I like that. He's, he just shows up, he fucks up these guys' work, and then he's just like, well, fuck you! <laughs> and say something. Curse me out, or
0: something. He, he was really just looking for some conversation, I feel like. Mm. Like, uh hey, that's why I, I fucked this up. So uh, maybe we could have something to talk about And then uh, they were kind of dicks about it And uh, so he left
3: <laughs> Also I think this is the point of the movie Where I notice he's like riding a bike everywhere yeah. But I don't know where he got this bike
2: No fucking idea whatsoever um.
0: Definitely not uh, It was definitely not given to him Out of the kindness of <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone's sure. heart On this island uh, Maybe out of If there was like a broken wheel They'd be like yeah take this fucking idiot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't really know where that came from, but um, at, at that point, he leaves from there and goes right to a field full of bees, and then he's like, oh, shit, bees, and gets stung a couple times and starts running deeper into the field of bees until he passes and, out from like, allergic reaction.
3: And they show, like, they do, like, an aerial shot where, like, it's a huge, like, honeycomb hex pattern of all these bees hives or whatever. Yeah. How did he not notice this, walking into it? I like,
2: don't know. Like, like he's... he's it's definitely
3: allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep walking into this thing of bees. What could go wrong? <laughs>
0: See, this is what I'm saying. The EpiPen says bee EpiPen because he forgets <laughs> what he's allergic to. And then he finds himself. let fucking feel the bees.
2: <laughs> but, uh, so he uh, wakes up in Sister Summer's Isle's house, who is, she shares a name with the island. And uh, we've heard a lot about her up to this point. She gets mentioned a lot in conversations, but I, I, it it's hasn't come up. Strong cult it leader that. vibes. Yeah. Also. But uh, he said, so like he wakes up and they're like, we saved you the old fashioned way. Not with this B EpiPen. We did some other shit to you that saved you. None of that modern technology. Don't like, worry, okay.
3: we won't say how.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: we won't that say that voodoo bullshit
2: with your pen. And uh, so he's like, okay, well, I'm here to see Sister Summer's Isle. And I, I made specific note of him saying that line because, no, he's not there to see Miss <laughs> Sister <laughs> Summer's Isle. He's there... Because they saved him from the bees <laughs> and they brought him there. And like he <laughs> just woke up. This was yeah.
0: all part of his plan. The easiest way to get to Sister Summer's Isle is a near-death experience.
2: <laughs> so uh, he goes and talks to her and she he asks her, like, can I exhume the body of Rowan for an autopsy? And she says, yes. And then basically they have a long conversation where she says, like, we get volunteers and we sacrifice them to a Celtic goddess. And Cage is like... You know that's still murder, and she's like, "Well, we don't think it's murder, and we just do it because that's cool reason." Still murder. (laughs) He's just like, "Yeah, that's still murder," and she's like, "Well, I don't care."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we don't we don't abide by your big city laws here, (laughs) bro.
2: And uh, yeah, she says, "Like I'm the earthly representative of this Celtic Earth goddess," and he's like, "All right, well." He just has direct confession from this woman that she murders people. And instead of going and getting the local authorities, he's just going to continue doing his. I'm going to
3: dig up this grave. (laughs)
2: Hey,
3: he's a
0: cop and he knows what's best. All right. He's a motorcycle cop. He knows what's best. Hey, if this lady had uh, thrown a doll out on the road, maybe he would tell somebody about it, but she (laughs) has simply,
3: that's how he gets commendations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She simply murders someone once a year.
2: So, uh, he digs up the grave and he finds a half burned doll, nothing else. <gasps> and then oh he investigates. I didn't, I missed this. It's I like think. some like
3: tomb thing, yeah, I it guess, like that a just goes into. That
4: was yeah. like
2: flooded. I don't fucking know. And
3: Jesus is down there. Yeah,
2: there's a Jesus <laughs> statue in the underwater tunnel that he decided to swim down. And, uh, then. Someone locks him in, because there was a grate he used to get into the tunnel, and he gets locked in, so he goes back, and he's like, no, no, like, yelling, like, lock me out, you bitch, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then uh, he's yelling, help, help, and then has some more flashbacks to the girl and a semi, and, <laughs> and there's more bees in the flashback this yeah, time. Yeah, the lady cop's there, and there's bees all over, and yeah. um, so... Uh, eventually, next morning, because it was night when this happened, the next morning, Willow has found him clinging to the grate, apparently asleep while he's doing that, and um, she opens the grate, and it's daytime now, and it's the day of the festival. So Yay! immediately upon her letting him out he doesn't say like thank you oh my god I, I was about to die he gets up and he goes and grabs the burned doll that he left outside and he holds it in her face and yells how'd it get burned how'd it
3: get burned honestly this is the point of the movie like into until the end where I really enjoyed this movie yeah this is where the movie gets good <laughs> like he just starts running into town kicking down doors and yeah. like yelling at people this so- is
2: where it goes off the rails <laughs> it was, was great this was yeah. so good so he, he, she's like, I don't fucking know how this fucking doll got burned. <laughs> like, I don't even know what this is. It's still like, and so he's like, oh, ah, he runs off to Sister Somersile's house and he starts kicking around doors like, where are you Somersile? I need to talk to you. Kicks on one door and he finds a creepy old man with one eye in a bed covered in bee stings. Yeah, and he's like, just like, you He's like, you leaves. <laughs> So you need an EpiPen pen? bro? <laughs> Leaves, goes into another room, and he sees another lady that we've seen a few times on the island, naked and covered in bees. <laughs> and then he's just kind of like, well, that's fucking weird. He runs out of the house, and, um, <laughs> and- we cut upstairs and sees Summer's Isle laying in her bed with her arms spread out in like a T-pose, and she's just like, they're like, he's gone now. And he's, like, she's like, excellent. I am I don't know what that means. But, but, uh, because that's never addressed again, really. Uh, So then he runs up on the teacher from the schoolhouse, and she's walking a bike, uh, which is the bike he was riding before, I think. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. It could (laughs) have been, maybe... Maybe the scene was supposed to be earlier in the movie, (laughs) and it explained how he got the bike, but with editing, they put it later, but... Maybe uh,
0: he was such an asshole that she stole his bike. (laughs) (laughs) So... She,
2: he's like give me that bike I'm a cop <laughs> and she's just like no I'm not giving you the bike and he's like so he pulls his gun on her and says give me the bike and she's like fine just don't fucking shoot me take the bike rides the bike to the tavern where all of the men are and then he's like hey men you get this like I need your help and they all don't say anything and he's like well fuck it so he runs to the dock again. <laughs> and and he was
0: supposed to, say, in order to get them to speak, he's supposed to say the key phrase to them, which is, These women be shopping. <laughs> um, and, and as he runs to the dock,
3: like they cut to like a bunch of kids in animal masks looking at him and like they duck away or something. He's yep. like,
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> and he's down at the dock. He goes to the dock with the plane and he finds the pilot's body with its eyes gouged out and its mouth sewn shut. And he, yep. Fucking pilot's dead, thanks to Oops. Cage. He's <laughs> not. Really... looks like
0: he's not going to get to spend that $150. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, he doesn't even care, really. She just leaves and, like, got to find Rowan. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: Dude, not a okay, cop. We don't have Mark McGrath. Oh. What
2: the fuck? might have Mark McGuire, though. Oh, boy. Marky Mark. Oh, you should get Marky Mark. Marky Mark.
0: He's actually one of my favorite musicians, so that would be a big opportunity
2: for me. Wait, here's an idea. Marky Mark, Mark McGuire, and Mark McGrath supergroup. Whoa, Where, What about? Bunch. Whoa, you're leaving out Mark Morrison. <laughs> oh, and Mark Return Morrison Return of the t- Mac <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mark McGuire can play the drums by hitting a garbage can with a baseball bat. And, uh, and
3: their symbol is
0: Toby McGuire. Ah, oh,
2: yeah. What is Return of that Mac <laughs> uh,
0: And Mark McGuire uh, also uh, he plays the triangle with a syringe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay, it looks like it's not that Mark McGuire. Oh.
2: Th-
0: there's way too many misdirects in <laughs> yeah. who we are kidding uh, for this uh, lead singer position. I don't know but
3: how they Who know are, this are we many... getting to replace Engineer Dave?
1: Mm. Now, bear in mind, they've been My coming girlfriend? to me for organizational type things because they don't have a manager.
0: Yeah, that's we know that's a mistake. I didn't know you knew Mark McGuire. Or... <laughs>
1: And oh no, they have those connections, I don't know any of those people I'm just uh, telling them, go for it boys
2: <laughs> oh, I see You're like a fatherly figure in, in there
1: <laughs> Yeah, so just to reiterate Go ahead and fire me fool I, <laughs> It doesn't matter to me, I got I got better jobs
0: uh, I mean, I understand you giving us this ultimatum And I really hope it's not a bluff, because fine <laughs> 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 We'll do it
3: We've been saying since what, like episode 2 That we're
0: having I an don't know auditions? why you keep showing up, honestly <laughs> This can't be good for your self-esteem. <laughs>
1: it's good for my paychecks, though. Well, I guess. We the haven't been paying is... him either. <laughs>
3: like, I've been just giving him, like, butterscotches at the end of the night.
0: Yeah. I give him Monopoly money, and I, uh, on the backside where it's blank, I, I write uh, real money in pen. Really? Oh,
3: no, no, it's totally
2: real. Oh, yeah. yeah. It says real money on it. Yeah, take it to fucking... That's what makes it legal You tender. can take that to the bank. <laughs> hey! <laughs>
1: Yeah, hopefully, Nicholas Cage isn't having it. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I can't.
2: Bo- Look, I'm sorry, Dave. Can you hold it together for the rest of the podcast, and we'll talk about this? Yeah, we're so close to being done, and then we'll
0: just we'll put you in that big wicker statue that we <laughs> built in the,
2: the backyard. And they
1: could have possibly told me that Mark is
0: out. Don't worry, you got that new wicker apartment <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> we so.
3: just have to get like a big log and put it on your legs for a second, but don't worry about it.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: So we we cut to Cage slowly stone-facedly walking into the inn just slowly and the bartender innkeeper lady is there and she's just staring at him and he's just staring at her and he walks up and stops and then fucking socks her right <laughs> yeah. in the face knocks her out cold one hit I laughed audibly at that that oh, was
0: crazy. So that. that was <laughs> insane so good. uh um, we uh, we really
2: love hitting women on this yeah. <laughs> podcast, so. Uh, so then he gets attacked by the other innkeeper, the one who like makes the beds and stuff, and uh, who he also knocks out. Gets like a fight scene with. Yeah, <laughs> gets like a big fight scene until he kicks her into the wall and she shatters all the paintings and then passes out. And he puts on a bear suit that's there. And then... No?
3: Because apparently that's a thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their well,
3: festival they're... is for furries. Yep.
2: And uh, he is fully participating. So and this is a special bear suit in that it's, it appears to be made of an actual bear. It's not a fake bear skin thing. It's...
3: Who would have guessed that Nicolas Cage's first was a bear? Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't have guessed. He seems I more, he was like more a... of a
2: twink. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I guess that's James Franco. Oh shit! <laughs> Except apparently James Franco just likes little boys i didn't even know that he's a regular brian singer <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's little girls but oh no. yeah, okay he oh, meets up with
0: okay. brian singer brian gets the boys and james gets the girls mm. and that is how they made <laughs> x-men first class <laughs>
2: uh um, anyways so the residents are having a ceremony which involves them walking in a procession in a long line in animal costumes to the ritual site so Cage runs on up in the bear suit and finds Willow on the line. I was like psst, me, it's me, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And she's like, oh, "Okay. Hello <laughs> Nicholas Cage." <laughs> and, and
3: like the scene before when he was with Willow, he like tells her like, "Hey, stay here, like barricade yourself in." And then when he meets her here, he's like, "Why didn't you stay put?" And she's like, "What? You wanted me to miss the procession?" <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> like,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh so they they walk up and uh they get to the site and rowan is tied to a log right there with a bunch of kindling put around her because she'll burn so then they're talking and uh cage then is like okay this is my chance and he runs up in a bear suit up to the lady who's next to it and the lady's just like uh sister is is something wrong what are you doing and he he runs up and in a bear suit clocks this lady in the fucking face. He punches a lot of women in this <laughs> in, movie. And in, in a bear suit, nonetheless, too. That, that, I don't know. That was pretty fucking creep. Um, so he unties, uh, he unties Rowan and they run off together. And this is where you're thankful that Brian Singer didn't direct this. Because a <laughs> um, totally different movie though. Yeah. So as they run off together. Then Rowan immediately runs back, and, Le- and Cage is like, "Where are you going? Slow down!" And then Rowan leads him right back to that group of women right <laughs> fucking there. And, uh, Will and Willow and Rowan are there, and Rowan says to Willow, "Like, did I do good, mommy?" And she's like, "You did great, sweetie." And look, shocker, Willow and Rowan were in on it. I oh, didn't see that coming.
0: Shit. Big um, double cross.
2: It was a setup. Because they needed him to come here because they need a stranger who's not a relative to the island, but who is related by blood to some of the residents there. It's been a setup since Willow and Cage were engaged back in the day. Like, it was all planned since then. So she
0: left the island, fell in love with somebody, uh, got pregnant, and then uh, estranged herself from this person. To eventually
3: So eleven years later Mm -hmm. they can send a cryptic message to so he hopefully goes there.
2: Yeah, as a cop outside of his jurisdiction.
3: And then put him on a wild goose chase for a few days and then kill him. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Perfect. It's a wonderful plan. plan. Yeah, and apparently Willow is Sister Summers Isle's daughter. So Ah yes. And what what I love about this plan is that there's
0: absolutely no room for error.
2: It (laughs) is air. (laughs) Tight. And uh here is if if you're watching the unrated version, you get the infamous not the bees speech. Not the bees! Mm-hmm. Not the bee. so,
0: infamous because of the g-force Gang signature drop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I did appreciate that part of it. <laughs> but uh we hear the sounds of his legs being broken. Uh, in our version yes. we don't get to see that they cut that so they could get a PG-13 ratings yeah. but rating but they keep
0: the sound of yeah, everything the, it, they in keep the, the, the theatrical version it's like an overhead shot of the procession And you hear Nicolas Cage's legs being crushed while he's screaming. He's like, you bitches.
2: You bitches. (laughs) Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe (laughs) it. Yeah, Yeah, he, like, makes it clear, like, I don't even
3: believe in this. Like, that would have changed everything. Like, oh, our bad. We thought you (laughs) were a believer.
2: See, we need true believers to sacrifice. Whoops. Oops. Oops. So So let me just
3: unbreak your legs real quick. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So it was at that point when I heard that happening, which I know precedes the Not the Bees part, when I heard his legs being broken, because you don't hear the audio of Not the Bees. Yeah, for some reason, that's not on there. I think I think because it doesn't make sense if if you don't see oh, it. Yeah. Like if you just heard "not the bees," you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> well, maybe
0: like, if he would have screamed something more specific, like "Not the bees! I'm being stung by so many bees!" and you put a mask on. into my head.
2: <laughs> you put a you put a mask on me and are pouring bees into it. No, they're,
0: they're stinging my eyes, so I'm <laughs> opening my mouth and screaming, so they'll go in there instead.
2: <laughs> so. uh
3: yeah but and, yeah basically they do that torture but like if you watch the torture scene thing then they use the EpiPen to, yeah, to, to make
2: sure he doesn't die from that so he can die by fire mm-hmm. i don't know why they torture him that didn't I, seem to be a part of the pagan sacrifice ritual but... like,
3: and i also know the movie's called wicker man but when does this the like actual wicker man what is the point of it
2: I don't know. Like,
3: they could have just tied him to that stake where they had Rowan.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: part of the ritual. and the.
2: But, rit- like, it's never brought up earlier. It's like- never brought up throughout the entire movie. This is the only scene <laughs> that the Wicker Man is in, and I really feel like the whole movie could have used, like, one shot of it or something when he got on the island. Yeah. Like, What's well, the like- Wicker Man? To be like, <laughs> like oh, it's it like was
3: our Burning Man festival kind of thing. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're
0: going to do some peyote and fucking launch that shit yeah. burn
2: to the ground. But there's none of that. <laughs> no, it's just all of a sudden he's in the Wicker Man. Yep, they hoist him out <laughs> up there and they light it on fire as the women chant the drone must die and that is the point where i understand the whole bees thing cuz you know bees there's a queen yes. the male drones just mate and die so exactly the drone must die and, you
0: bitches you, you bitches. bitches also they they don't just light them on fire it's rowan who oh yeah who
2: sets the whole thing ablaze yeah rowan is running up with the torch and he's like rowan sweetie don't do that, please. Like, don't <laughs> Honey, don't.
0: daddy, no, don't, Dad. daddy doesn't like to burn alive, honey.
2: <laughs> and she's like, what if I did it? <laughs> she burns him. and uh, She's not
0: getting any dessert tonight, I'm telling you right, right now.
2: Yeah. Anyways, Cage burns to death.
0: Cage, he does. Cage burns to death. The head of the wicker man drops to the ground, and in the unrated version, it it's cuts old. to the credits.
2: But in this theatrical version we watched, we are treated to six months later. In California.
4: James Franco.
2: James Franco. Franco.
0: Sonny <laughs> himself. His. He's good at fucking. <laughs> he is plowing somebody. No, not, not really. <laughs> He's following a male prostitute. <laughs> He's watching a male prostitute do his job.
2: Well, but he yeah, has, it
3: cuts to James Franco and, and some who, other guy.
2: He's just graduated from the police academy and is in a bar about to celebrate. and uh, Because apparently that's important, mm-hmm. I guess, for them. Yeah, got, it's got to be a cop. Got to be
0: a cop. They love their boys in blue. Yeah,
2: And it's got to be a cop from California for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, I guess to ensure that they don't actually have any legal jurisdiction there or something. but Yeah. It's, and it's, but
3: then why get a cop at all? This va- yeah. <laughs> also, this Oregon is closer. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But it shows Willow and
2: the other girl. Yeah, the girl like, who was covered in bees from before who showed up a few times. Uh, they've heard that James Franco is good at fucking. So, so they're like, hey, put a baby in me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're like... What if we go, can I go back to your place? And then Franco smiles as we hear Cage's screams from the Wicker Man yeah. overdubbed, like his burning alive scream. And, uh, and then
0: they, they, over the credits, they overdub the sound of uh, James Franco fucking his mom's friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then getting
2: underpaid oh, for it. I only have $150. Sorry, Sonny. Sucks to be a male prostitute. <laughs> It does, and you know, in this economy, it's,
3: uh... Yeah, Man, like, like that last 20 minutes is just so good. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, I'm just smiling that whole time. It was a fun movie. Uh,
0: Like, I mean, I know there was a lot of, uh, unnecessary nonsense,
2: but, uh... The the, the whole last, like, half hour kind of makes it worth it, Uh, honestly. Like, that alone, it's great for bad movie night, and... The movie does have some bits that feel a little, like, uh, misogynistic almost, but it's the unintentional comedy, which apparently is not unintentional, according to Cage and the director. Yes. But, again,
0: retroactively. Mm-hmm.
2: But it makes it worth it, and it makes you able to sit through this. <laughs> and, uh,
3: I felt this movie was trying to, like, do a lot of that, like, parallel parallelism with, like, the whole queen and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, throughout the movie, they don't try to hit on that at all no, until, like, that very end scene, basically, yeah. where it's, like, if you would have just, like, laid the seeds for a lot of this stuff earlier, this movie would be a lot better.
4: Yeah,
2: if it had that coherent B narrative throughout, which, like, I didn't realize they were going for that at all, like, yeah. until, like, the very last scene. If there, there had
0: been, like, some middle ground with, like, how bash you in the face the themes were in the previous movie and how, like, <laughs> absent they were in, in this And, one, like, they
3: don't say why the men don't talk at all mm-hmm. or like do anything. Like they don't say anything. There's no it. reason Just, behind any of it. Like,
0: hey, when's the last time a man has said anything worth hearing anyway?
3: Uh, for the last eight episodes on the Nick cage podcast, and that
0: is a self plug. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah.
4: I'm
2: firing finger guns in the air. <laughs> um, so, uh, cage face punching moments are great. Oh, it's so good. If yeah. you don't watch this movie, you got to at least look that up on YouTube. If it's you've probably there, seen yeah. not the bees, Look yep. up cage punches lady in bear suit. Yeah, like look, <laughs> look up
0: everything that leads up
2: to not the beast because it is <laughs> like and we did. I don't think
3: we talked about it. Like when he's running through the town or whatever, like he kicks down a door and there's like a woman with her kid and she's like, and he's like, oh, where's Rowan? And they say some nonsense. He goes into the next room, comes back in, and there's like a little girl lay on the floor. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's just some other girl. And they're just like, ha, got you, yeah, punked. <laughs> and he's just like. Ah, it runs out. <laughs> yeah,
2: he says, "Oh, you, you bitches, you
3: bitches." <laughs> you bitches!
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I suppose now, <laughs> man, that
3: movie was weird. <laughs> the, the, the Wicker Man could have been a really good movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of want to watch the original <laughs> now because I feel like the like the premise is is interesting. It kept me engaged the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, like, this, like... For the most part. Kind of, like, suspenseful
2: thriller kind of thing. Like, it could have been really good. Yeah. From what I c- can uh, remember from the original, I don't think the bees are a part of it. And oh, I don't think oh, it's... fuck. It's, a. <laughs> uh, don't think it's a woman's colony. It's, like, a hippie colony where they're, like, trying to commune with nature. Whoa. But, um... Otherwise, it's kind of the same thing. And, uh... I don't know. I haven't fucking seen it in, like, you know, like, 10, 12 years or something. But, um, I feel like it's
3: they... a... Didn't have so many red herrings. Like, if it was something that you could kind of piece together as you're going through, but, like, so many of these scenes are just like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't matter either.
4: Like, yeah.
2: I, I actually have a tweet that I thought was funny about this, because as I was watching this, uh this uh, YouTuber Todd in the Shadows that I follow uh is really funny. He watched this movie coincidentally and was tweeting about it, and he describes the Wicker Man he describes it as a who done it, but you don't only not know the who, but you also don't know the it, or if anything was done at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a who ha huh, what, <laughs> which I it, thought was actually it was a great summary of it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think
3: that's a great description. Like, I always thought, like watching through this of the like, what's it called, like Ten Little Indians or whatever.
2: Yeah, where it's like the Christie story. Yeah, too.
3: where it's like, ooh, what's going on? What's all this shit? Except you don't know any of the shit that's going on. Yeah, like- you don't know anything.
2: You they, you couldn't piece this together i mean like you kind of know if you know about yeah. the wicker man that he's gonna burn and as a wicker man in the end but like yeah. uh, i don't know the, the movie doesn't give you anything to figure it, out it, it
3: like just... gives you like just enough where you think you might know like oh this is where this plot is going but then it's just like oh nope dead end going this <laughs> yeah.
0: way oh nope dead end <laughs> it was kind of it was very like uh, oh you didn't see that coming but didn't really earn the the it's like you didn't see that coming because it was just random,
3: not yeah. because of...
0: It
2: felt like I was, was watching excerpt. season eight of Game of Thrones,
0: huh? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Motherfuckers.
4: Burned.
2: But yeah, um, shall we bring it to a vote? I guess we should. Yeah. Hey, Dave, how about the last countdown you'll have to do? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Ah, uh, just what I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's why you're on your way out, sir. <laughs> Three,
2: we'll
4: two,
0: one... Wicker the man. wicker man
2: that was an obvious one yeah you could probably tell right off the bat at this episode sonny be. was real bad yeah <laughs> sonny
0: was uh you know homophobic this was a little bit misogynistic and we here we just hate women more than gay people so <laughs> we have to send the wicker man through my um, biggest God. issue is just i just hate james franco and there was more james franco
3: and sunny true that's true, true. uh
0: yeah Minimal James Franco... I mean, uh, we
3: can replace him with Baby Franco, and I'm more okay with him. Even though Baby Franco has a very, very punchable face, too.
0: I feel like Sonny would have been so much better if it was uh, Seth Rogen fucking all those ladies. I would have enjoyed
1: his laugh a lot more. Arlo <laughs> is back in the... Ba- Wait. Oh, uh-huh.
0: what the fuck?
1: Arlo is not back in the band. They're talking to Jim again. Oh. Jim Crow. Uh, oh god i hope not oh
0: shit (laughs) jim rome jim jones
1: oh no it looks like this is actually the this uh the sublime rome
4: oh Oh. Mm.
1: no it's jim rome (laughs)
0: okay sure it's not jim jones either the rapper or the cult leader (laughs) i'll check That'd be a, that'd be another good misdirect for you. I feel like this whole uh fucking national pleasure dialogue has been a lot like the Wicker Man
3: where it's uh, uh you don't know what's happening next but yeah. there's no clear
2: yeah. direction. Yeah. and a lot of scene cul-de-sacs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: and
0: uh, uh both would be uh, better if Dave wasn't involved. So <laughs>
1: I mean, I understand about the podcast. That's fine. If you want to just shoot shots, shoot your shot all night. That's fine. Oh, are you that's listening? That's like what I... the kids say. But if you're going to talk about the National Pleasure work, I mean, the Sal speak for themselves, my friend.
2: They do. I won't knock you on that. Um, but yeah, keep keep us updated on uh, National Pleasure if you can. Like, send me a text or something, because I don't know if you'll be here anymore, but, um, <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll tweet that out. Uh, keep everybody updated on National Pleasure. Um, G-Force Squad. America's first and only uh, Nicolas Cage-themed rock band. And, of course, my G-Force gang out there. Um, we're gonna build an army, and anyone who opposes us will feel the full extent of our wrath. Is it an army of home appliances? It's an army of Home appliances and more importantly, children. It's a child <laughs> army. And no, I'm not making a Brian Singer <laughs> joke.
2: Yeah. Um, when I started hearing about Home Appliance Army, I kind of tuned out.
1: You are about oh, gosh. G Force coming! Spies on a top secret mission in three, two,
2: one. G-force,
0: Delta formation. Um, so I guess we'll see you next week when we will be covering Captain Corelli's mandolin and dying of the light. And stay strong out there, G-Force gang,
2: because we will take this world over. I, I, am, I am not G-Force, G-force gang. G-force.
0: <laughs> G-Force 2. We need an a aura reboot.
1: That was a perfect time for that explosion.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. 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 This has been a solid work production. Solid work. Solid work. Uh,
4: Solid work. Hey, solid Solid work. work.